The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit, and the hits. Go for the stakes, and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Friday, we made it. Welcome in, everybody. Happy, happy day to you, one and all. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. And if you're not familiar with the show, we bring three hours of power every single day to you and your and buffoonery. Tell a friend and buffoonery. I'll give you all two and a possible, possibly the third hour, but hey, we'll see. We give like you two plus hours of information, and the last on any given hour, it's it's tomfoolery. It is antics. <laughs> it is it is family secrets. It is chicanery. It's dance, dance techniques. It's dance fever. <laughs> Rob Ellis wants to be John Travolta. I mean, yeah, do it all, man. Bro, that was that was a classic, man. That was a classic, man. But I'm hey, still, hey. Man. I, I'm still Love getting it. heat for that one, but that's all right. <laughs> Are you oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have wow. people on the streets are coming up to me, dude. What were you doing? Like, what was that? <laughs> I, I just say this, Rob, because you did it and I didn't. But and I don't want to say it then because, um, but it almost you look almost like a prancing reindeer. I'm just you, that's you a good had description. Your hands like this, and I was like, yeah, wow. Uh, you could have, I think you could have positioned your hands a little bit, you know, because I know you're going to accept another challenge somewhere down the road. I'm not so sure I will ever do it again. Yes, but uh, but you're such a good sport. I'm just telling you that. When you do these things, practice them first before you do them. Because I I'm agree. like your daughter. Um, matter of fact, has your daughter come home since the? Uh, it, no, it uh, we, have, oh. we haven't heard from her <laughs> since. Uh, <laughs> she took the dog. Yeah, she took the family. Dog. She's gone. The wife yeah. has been staying in school 24 hours a day. Exactly right. Exactly right. But mm. we see everybody. What's up, chat section? What's up, Mama Brooks? What's up, Jeremiah, Mr. Taz, Fitness Rebel, Sean, Showtime, Jeremiah, Rome, GG, Daz, Anthony, David, 
Jeremiah, if I missed anybody, my apologies. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys hanging out with us each and every day. So I hope you're doing well mom, on this mom, Friday. Mom, Barry, I like that lid, first of all, man. Oh, that thanks, is a man. sweet lid. NFL alumni, thanks, bro. But uh, tell but mom, tell your son to stop texting me. So what the Browns beat the Steelers, mom? He is rubbing it in. He's sending me pictures and everything. Yeah, Philip Phillip's he uh, healing himself today a little bit. Yeah. As he should. You know, now you know if it was the Eagles beating the Browns, you'd be all over him. Oh, no question. If, it, if, <laughs> if the Steelers would have won, I'd, I'd have called him bright and early. <laughs> I'd have oh, probably boy. woke him up. Oh, oh last night. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. But yeah, yeah. man, they, they put a they put and I and I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna happen. I told you guys it was gonna happen, right? Pittsburgh's got problems, man. I saw a stat and I was shocked. Pittsburgh is 0-6 without T.J. Watt. That's correct. That is dead on, Derek. I was shocked. I was Mm -hmm. like, really? Yeah. One of the defensive MPP? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you think about it. So they won the first game of the year, right? He played – what did he play into? The third? I can't remember what it was. Right? And then they lost last week to the Steelers – or to the uh, Patriots, right? And then they lost Thursday night. Right. It's – you know, it's that and – they don't have a quarterback right now. If the Steelers, I will say this: if the Steelers had a better quarterback, they'd have won the game last night. That was a winnable game. It was, you know, it wasn't. I was waiting to see poor, like just poor, poor quarterback play. Brissett outplayed Trubisky, but Trubisky didn't play that bad. He just, he was like you seeing ghosts. Yeah, but he didn't play that bad. I mean, neither quarterback turned the ball over. Yeah, look, Brissett's doing exactly what they need him to do. Don't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Let your running backs, you know, take this thing over. Get your tight end involved. He had a really good game. Cooper had a good he, – he's – you know, he's. I think he's going to get them. I don't know what it's going to look like when Deshaun Watson takes it back over, which will happen eventually with all that money they're paying him. But he's doing a nice job. Well, so, you know, they hit it on the head last night, and you guys kind of missed it um, in our meetings today. But uh, they pay Brissett to just be be a guy that's going to manage the game but the, the, the best thing he does is play a safe game. He doesn't take risks. He plays a safe game. Yeah. And when you're in that role, that's the best way to be. You know, your numbers aren't going to be blaring off the page, but they're not going to be the, the worst numbers in the, in the league either. They'll be very consistent. That consistency is what they're paying Brissett for. Now, when Watson comes back, I, mean, I don't even know if they're just going to put him in directly. You know, I mean, why would they just put him in like that? The man hasn't played in two years. You can't do that. You can't come on. You can't do that. I mean, I, you can I'll practice, tell you exactly you can why all you want. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking. What am I thinking? Guaranteed about? 230 million. That's I get why. That. I get that. Well, let's look at it like this. Also, okay. So Cleveland's next games are against Atlanta. Winnable. Winnable. Char- Chargers uh, at home. I don't know. Chargers at home. Then New England at home. Then the next four. Well, the suspect: Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo. So let's say Brissett had this team like six and four or seven and four, six and four, six and five. What do you do? What do you do? What I don't know is do they want to get Watson at least a week under his belt where he's, you know, practicing, you know, and getting, you know, a decent amount of reps. That's like, it right there. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. if they'll just the very first week he's eligible, but no, it's it's coming no. soon. It's coming soon when he's eligible. Trust man, me. You, you got to give him a week to get on the same page with Amari Cooper and these guys, man. You, you, you can't. He hasn't, he hasn't played with these guys since training camp. He's not allowed near the facility. 
It's, you know, you gotta get you gotta get some kind of timing down, some rhythm. And Coop looks amazing right now. He oh, looks yeah, back yeah. back to form. And I mean, just just the just because you got all this money coming back, and I just say quarterback, all this money coming back doesn't necessarily mean it'd be the best for the team. I mean, I don't no, know if it's best for the team no. either, Barrett. I'm right. not, I don't disagree with that at all. I, right. I, I bet you if you asked Kevin Stefanski if this keeps up going well, he'd rather just ride percent. Uh, yeah. But I don't. I think Haslam may say, "Hey, dude, I'm not paying this guy, you know, X amount to sit on the bench." I, but they we'll got, see. They'll have four. They'll have four quarterbacks on the roster. Then mm. they got Joshua Dobbs and Kelly Mond. Yeah, yeah, Joshua somebody's, Dobbs somebody's played bye-bye. decent. Yeah, One of those did. guys is bye bye. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, Nick Chubb, man, dude, Nick Chubb is he's a beast. His lower lower body strength is. I know, really man. Sick. People just bounce off him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it took defense alignment to, to literally grab him and, and, and scoop him up to stop him from running, bro. I love watching him play. I would love to watch all three backs play. Najee Harris is a great back. He's another power back. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you you uh, we were t- Barry, you 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 talk about players that don't practice after practice anymore. And I, after we did our show yesterday, I'm just scanning social media and I see this video from Najee Harris practicing earlier this week. When practice was over, he's running up a small hill, up and down a small hill by the Steelers complex. Yep. And I'm thinking, that's dedication right yeah, there. That dude's that's, in. That dude's all in. That's what yep. that's what separates the good players from the great players. From the from a, from an average player to a good player. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I noticed. That's not, that's one thing why I played 12 years. I was not the best athlete. I was not the fastest athlete. I was not the strong. I may have been the best good looking athlete, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was. <laughs> what? He tried to sneak that in Man. and then keep going. Did you notice that? Noise? Thank God I like didn't have food like, in my mouth when he said he that. He thought he got it in and he was going to get it past Man. us. I know. No, but seriously, I, I knew I knew I had to do extra just to be a good player in the league. I knew I had to do extra, so I do the extra running. And and I tell you what, it became infectious. You know, uh, infectious everywhere I went. I mean, very infectious everywhere I went because it was guys that wouldn't run. But then I started running just so I'd make sure I would be in shape. And the coaches start seeing that. And after a while, coaches start looking like, what is he, he over there running to? Mm-hmm. Oh, and he got those younger guys running with him. Because the youngest guys started running with me. And that's why I snuck out about, probably about three or four extra years in the league because I'd start running. And here come Max Starks, Chris Kimawatu, guys like that mm-hmm. start running with me. And then all of a sudden it was like it became almost like a – a, a daily thing for them, and and those players then started doing it, and you know people underneath them started doing it. I guess they stopped doing it with the Steelers after I left. <laughs> yeah, they, right. Because they looked so bad yesterday. They yeah, really I just bad. they don't have a quarterback. Um, they don't have a quarterback. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, they might have one on the bench who they don't they don't trust yet, but they're not there. Well, look at my mom. My mom. My mom says, "Let him be happy." What? <laughs> That's Mom, right. Let him be, be on happy. my side. <laughs> hey, look, Cleveland has been the outpost of the NFL for years. Let him be happy. <laughs> That's right. Let him enjoy this moment in Poor one Phillip. moment in time. Poor Philip. You know, you know the song. You know the song they always play at the end of the NCAA tournament. One shining moment. Let yeah, this yeah, be yeah. Cleveland's one shining moment. Well, we know it's not going to be in the playoffs, so let him enjoy it now. Yes. Yeah, my boy Seal said, "Steelers O line, it's the worst he's ever seen." He said, "I'm shocked. It's the worst he's ever seen." It's terrible. Like, it's terrible. Right, right, right. It is, man. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, yeah. So they they end up uh, the the Browns end up winning that game last night. 
Eagles are back at it today. Um, Washington. We're going to get into a couple things. <clears throat> Barrett's poured through the film here. We're going to get into the key matchups at 1230 between the uh, the Washington Commanders and the Eagles. We're going to look at the, the Washington's wide receivers are legit. We're going to look at them versus the Eagles corners, what the game plan is on that side of the ball. We're going to get into the the commander's defensive line, the interior, Payne and Allen versus Kelsey, Dickerson, Sayamalu, Eagles offense versus Washington's defense, all kinds of stuff coming up at 1230. At 1 o'clock, we will uh, we'll try to figure out exactly what went wrong here with Carson Wentz and why things ended the way that they did and maybe draw a little comp between he and another guy who who took his ball and, and ran out of here in, in Ben Simmons. We will do that. Phillies at 130. B. Mitch. At 2.15, Brian Mitchell will be joining us from Washington at 2.15. We're also going to dive into the biggest matchups of the week, guys. There's some good games, as usual, on the NFL slate. Some actually really good games. There's one. There's a headliner. I got it. I'll just say right now. The Bills and the Dolphins, man. That one. Yes. That one is the one. That's the marquee Ooh. game as far as I'm concerned. The thing is, Other than the Eagles. It won't, it won't even be a net. What time is that game? I believe it's 1 <clears> o'clock. <throat> I think it's an early 1 o'clock game. It's a shame that's not a national game, but – they're not markets that draw well in the NFL. You know, obviously they're opposite in this market. They're opposite the Eagles, so that wasn't going to happen. O'clock, FYI, one o'clock, FYI. Yeah. So, yeah. man, I wish that was a national game. Same. My Same. goodness. I actually wish that was. I. I what was the? Uh, I don't. Did I not love the Sunday night game, or was it? I'm trying to remember the. Yeah. The, the Sunday night game, the, the Broncos and the 49ers. Eh. I like that. I, I want to see the 49ers defense go against Russell Wilson. Russell knows them well. They know Russell well. I'm a, that, that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather um, the Bills and the uh, and the Dolphins be Sunday night. But when I, we when you go through the schedule, there's I was looking at it this morning. There's two definite undefeated teams that could fall this weekend. Oh, there's two that could fall this weekend. Yeah, Are you saying Eagles? Care to elaborate? Nope. Right. Not until we get to the schedule. Nope. All right. All right. We will get to that uh, in a little bit. We have some. I have a good on this date for you guys. And I found another, we were talking about this in the pre-show meeting. There's a couple of good movies. I discovered another one. That's a killer that was on this, released on this date too. So we will dive into all of that in a little bit. Um, what's your sense of the Eagles? Do you worry at all? We talked about this last night. I did the, uh, the countdown to kickoff show at screwballs and King of Prussia last night with, uh, with Krause and, uh, and Coach Henry and Derek was kind enough to jump on. Barry jumped on the week before. We appreciate it. Um, but we talked about this a little bit, and I want to bounce it off of you guys. <clears throat> Do you worry at all about the sort of sniffing yourself factor this week when it comes to the Eagles? Because <clears throat> it was a national TV game where the Eagles played great. Hurts in particular in the offense played great. Um, and they got a lot of national acclaim for playing as well that they did as well as they did, not just locally. Is that a concern at all going into this week's game? No. no. Me neither. No, sir. No. And it's the reason why I say that. You know, go ahead and let you go, Derek, because you had the first. Um if, if this Eagles team plays anywhere close to what it played on Monday night with that same kind of energy, if Jonathan Gannon attacks Carson Wentz, um, this game will will be handily decided. Um, the, the, the Washington's offensive line is a mess. If if Jack, Jack Del Rio decides to stand back and play zone against these guys, Jalen Hurts is going to pick him apart. If he blitzes them, you know, unless they have a spy on Jalen, he's going to step up and do what he did against Detroit and, and beat him with his legs. 
Uh, I think the Eagles are going to thoroughly frustrate this team. I'm so interested in seeing this collection of Washington receivers go up against the Eagles secondary. Um, I think that's going to be a great matchup. Um, But when you look at the overall talent level on both teams, uh, Eagles by far have more talent than Washington. And I think in the final analysis, even if the Eagles don't play the perfect game, a a, a, a minute flawed game is still good enough to beat this Washington team by double digits. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I think a, because Nick Sirianni early in the week sort of planted the seed of not, you know, we, we, we did, we're not playing complete games now and, and Jalen right after the game, Jalen hurts. We left money on the table right away. I think when your coach and your quarterback are, are, you know, putting that message out there collectively, I, I think it helps. Plus you have a lot of veterans, you know, right. I know there's some younger kids, but you have a lot of, Fletcher Cox and Kelsey and, and and Lane Johnson types who I think will keep everybody kind of grounded this week. You know, if anything, I, I think it's just goofy stuff happens in division games more than it is yeah. the Eagles, you know, heads are pumped up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just think that um, the Eagles kind of figured it out this last, this last game in their preparation for uh, playing Minnesota. It was a lot of naysayers, but what they did was, and which made me, you know, think that, all right, this team has turned the corner. They got better within. They, they were worried about who the matchup was. Right. They got better with it. They, if you look at it, if you look at the way Hurts approached the game, he said he needed to get better for what he had to do to, to move this team forward. So that's exactly what he did. He worked on himself. Slay and the rest of the DBs knew that they had – um, to get better because they didn't tackle well. They let uh, Amon Ra get loose a couple times. So they took it upon themselves to play better. The defensive line said, look, we cannot be as porous as we were. We had a 50-yard run on us. We couldn't stop the run. So they took it upon themselves to get better. We couldn't rush the passer. We couldn't get to golf. So they took it upon themselves to get better. The offensive line Coach cussed them out. We got to play better. No matter who it is, we got to play better. So me, in my mindset, I'm thinking it doesn't matter who they're playing against. They could have played against anybody, including the Bills. They were not going to lose that game last week on Monday. They weren't going to lose it. So if they keep that same mindset, and the reason why I'm a firm believer in that mindset is because I won a championship. I won a Super Bowl. And the mindset that we had, when we had the most success, was that of, all right, I'm going to practice against my guys here, and I know I'm playing against the best defense, the best offense, the best special teams in the NFL. So if I can beat these guys here, it'll be easy on Sunday. And when we stepped on the field, that's what we felt. We were the better team. And when you feel as though you're the better team, you do what you want to do and dictate tempo and have the other team adjust to what you're doing. And I think that's what they did this last game. We're getting better. We're not worried about who the opponent is. A bunch of nameless and faceless jerseys. We're worried about ourselves. We'll get better, and that'll make us play better for whoever we're playing. Hmm. Interesting, man. Well yeah. said. Well said. Yeah. That's, a, that's a strong statement right there. So, um, with that said, let's dive into the power rankings, fellas. Let's dive into the NFL overall top 10 AFC, NFC, and let's see where the Eagles fall after Barrett just says that. 
All right, one minute. I'll take first crack. Um, I'll work my way up. Ten, I have the Ravens. Four, uh, nine, I have the 49ers. Eight, I have the Packers. D gun. Seven, I have the Eagles. Six, I have the Rams. Five, I have the Chargers. Four, I have the Bucks. Three, I have the Dolphins. Two, I have the Chiefs. One, I have the Bills. Now, I think there's a lot to debate with five, six, seven. Five Chargers, six Rams, seven Eagles. You could debate the Eagles because you should be ahead of both of those teams that have a loss. Some of this is projection. Some of this is I need to see a little bit more from the birds. But that's my list. What do you guys think? I can't find my list. Very good. You what? I can't find my list. All right. We'll have Derek Derek go. Derek and I can – you need to jump off, Barrett. You jump off. Should I go real slow to give Barrett a chance oh, to get his on. list done? Is my I will list. go slow for Barrett. Come on, guys. Come uh, on. All right. Let me go. All right. <laughs> Number 10, I have San Francisco. Number nine, I have Green Bay. Number eight, Baltimore. Number seven, Rams. Number six, Eagles. Number five, Tampa Bay. Four Chargers, three Miami, two Kansas City, one Buffalo. We're pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we aren't far off. Um, yeah. We really kind of differ, just like six through ten. Bear, Bear, Bear still studying. <laughs> I got to redo this damn list, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did it downstairs with it. I mean, I did it upstairs. All right, you got to grab my coffee. You, you, you want to grab it or you want to wait? No, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and do it right now. All right, you gonna wing it? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's there's so so many ifs. Um, Rob, let's collaborate while Barrett well re- reconstructs his list. Here's what I think, Derek. I think uh, the Rams are gonna are gonna start to play better football. Uh, Stafford's got to clean up the turnovers, but I think they will play better. Okay, I'm not telling you they're gonna repeat, but they're gonna be better right. than what they've looked like so far. Because I almost blew that game last week to the Falcons. Even so they're gonna be better. Ramsey. Yeah, I think. The 49ers, now that Jimmy G's in place, yep. there's like stability. They'll keep getting better. I think yep. the Packers, there's they all right, they got the clunker out of the way early. They're gonna be fine. Um, I still think it's a couple of weeks. Green Bay's a couple of weeks away from getting getting on the same page with those young receivers. Well, they have a huge one this week. That that game well, is enormous. it is, it is, but it's it's falling more in their favor only because Tampa Bay has lost Mike Evans for this game. We don't know Chris Godwin's status. He's nicked up. They lost another offensive lineman. Um, the defense is going to give Green Bay fits, as it mm-hmm. always does. Uh, Rodgers always struggles, struggles against uh, Todd Bowles' defense. Uh, so they, it's going to be interesting. But um, but I think those uh, teams are on the come. Like I think yeah, they're, they're yeah. climbing, and they're going to get better and better. It's not to say the Eagles aren't either. Uh, I think the Chargers probably should have won that Kansas City game, and they should be sitting here at two and zero. And they're, they're, you know, and the, but the, the Bucks, I just, I don't know. I mean, their defense is only giving up six and a half points per game. Yep, they're phenomenal. We yep. always talk about the offense with all they're missing, and they are going to be missing a lot. But that defense is still phenomenal. Absolutely. You know, the Dolphins are a scoring machine right now, which warrants, and they're two and zero, which warrants them in a top three with Kansas City and the Bills. So, yeah, I think you're you're debatable at the at, at, once you get past three and. I guess you have to give the Bucks their props. They're four and zero. I mean, they're two and zero. But after that, it's up. It's up in the air. I think. Yeah, there's still six teams undefeated. <coughs> uh, projecting Miami that high was based on a one-game sample in terms of what they did against Baltimore deep, a Baltimore yes. defense that's pretty decent. 
Now, let me see what they can do against this Buffalo defense. And they have this one at home, which plays in their favor as well. If they put up 30, let's say they put up 30 on Buffalo, and I don't mean garbage time 30. If it's back and forth, back and forth, if they put up 30 on Buffalo's defense and they still lose by less than seven points, Miami's legit to me. I well, agree. Not, but you guys are downplaying what they're doing on defense. No, I'm not because you heard me say defense won the game for them the first game. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not down. Don't no, I'm not downplaying their defense. I'm just saying when you start playing some of these teams like the Buffaloes, you got to put points on the board. I mean, let's right, face it, right, you got to right, score. Right. Now, if they can score 30 on Buffalo's defense, and even if they lost a close game to me, Miami's legit because you went with projected to be the best of the best toe-to-toe until the bitter end. You just didn't have the ball last or something like that, a field goal, Wednesday, something like that. But to me, this Miami team is 100 times better, even in a loss, a, a close loss, 100 times better than the Miami team a year ago. They're, they're, to me, they're fourth. They're fourth in the league. Okay. I put them Who's at third? four. I put the Bucks at third, based on their defense. Based and on their defense, yeah. And the number one quarterback to ever play the game. I think yeah. that's I think it's fair. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. It's... I put Chiefs number two. Yep, yep. Oh, and yeah. then uh, Buffalo number one. Well, what's your total top ten? I got the Forty Nine at ten. Okay. Green Bay all the way back at nine. It was hard for me to put them up there, man. I know. All the way back at nine. Then I put the Chargers. The Chargers at number eight. Ooh. Ravens at number seven. Ravens okay. ahead of the Chargers. Yes, okay. Ravens ahead of the Chargers. Mm. Um, I went Rams at number six. Okay. Then I went the Eagles. Okay. Then Miami, Bucks, Chiefs, and, and Buffalo. Yeah, I think okay. the only one that's debatable is the Ravens ahead of the Chargers. I think that one's debatable. Well, you know, I, they lost. They lost to Miami, and the only reason they lost to Miami. It was an assignment bus. Those were assignment buses. Yes. Yeah. That wasn't as though, you know, they beat them physically. That was brain farts in the fourth quarter. Yes. And they're banged up. Yeah. 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 Secondary's banged up, too, um, as of right now. So that's the only reason why. But yeah, man. um, I I, and I I think Green Bay, they're going to hit, they're going to hit right around 10 games. They're going to come second in their conference. I think Minnesota wins the uh, that division. You still do. Yeah. Let's see what, that performance. Let's see what Minnesota night. does against Detroit Sunday. Right. Right. Man. Right. Okay. I, and, and that, because, that Monday night really threw me off of the Vikings. Yeah. Set. I yeah. was with you, Barrett, before that, but mm. well, you guys are thinking more so because of, uh, defensively. Yeah. And when Ed Donatella, you know, he's not going to play like that. I mean, he, I, I don't know why he kept it, kept doing it, playing zone like he was more so scared. Of 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 um hurts his of hurts ability to run around. Yes, yeah. he's not going to have that same fear against golf. Believe that. No, he's yeah, put sure. everybody in the box to stop the run, and they like their DBs. Well, Green Bay gave Minnesota a gift the first game. They gave three touchdowns. Yep, that could have been a different game. Absolutely. And then, of course, they completely got dominated on Monday night. Now, this Detroit, this all of a sudden, this Detroit team thinks they can win and when you think you can win all of a sudden you find out you can win if you give a maximum effort Detroit goes to Minnesota and they're going to be playing on that fast turf that's going to be an interesting game if Detroit wins that game I might have to start putting Detroit in the top 10 rankings yeah they they if they win that it's going to make the Eagles win all the more impressive but yeah I 
Like, I think Detroit, the, the qu- big question with them is their defense. I mean, they're, other than Hutchinson, there is their defense kind of generally. Their offense, that's a pretty good off, and Goff's playing pretty well. Dude, Even though nobody wants to give him good, any, any kind of credit. <laughs> their defense well, is good, man. Their defense is pretty good, man. They're, they're, they're above average. Yes. And I, I'm telling, I'm starting to love this this defensive line that they have, bro. Like number yes. 79, I keep yes. on forgetting his name. And I, and that's 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 bad that I'm doing that, man. We we I need to stop that because he has played well enough that I should know his name. You know, number 79. I just know his number. All right, John so let, let, Kaminsky. Let's, yeah, let's give them a little yeah. love. Uh yeah. So uh yeah, Kaminsky is the guy you're talking about. You got there. Kaminsky, Aiden Hudson, you have McNeil. The kid Rodriguez playing. Uh, my boy Rodriguez. Yeah. My boy Barrett, 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 didn't like, Barrett didn't like him in training camp, but he liked him after that game. He said, hey, man, that boy can play. Yeah. Not after the game. I'm talking about after the last two games. Yeah. yeah. Against the Washington. He plays Washington, angry, he too. He, oh, yes, he does. He's got a angry. chip on his shoulder. This, yep. this kid is 5'11", 235. He plays right. like he's 6'3". Yeah. Rodrigo. A, a bowling ball, man. Yep. Rodrigo. Yep. Rodrigo's legit. And yep. here's, you know, here's the interesting thing. The one team that we all left off our list, and I ha- I know my reason why, but I want to hear your reason why. Neither one of us put Arizona on the top ten I, after you know what why? they did. Why? Because that you can't do, you can't sustain a, an entire NFL um, uh, season playing like that and thinking you're going to win like that. You know, that's what, what, that's what Kyler Murray's claim to fame is. I, I agree with Barrett, and I also think that that was more the Raiders. Uh, doing something to their own bed yep. than, than Arizona coming back. Okay. I tried to clean that up a little bit, but I think they're, yeah. they're, that was a Raiders collapse versus, and look, give the Cardinals. Kyler Murray made plays that there are very few, if any human beings on the face of the earth can make. Okay. I'll right, give them props, right. but that, I don't think most teams are going to cough it up like they, the Raiders did on that situation. Oh, look, 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 Michael Stevens um, says he thinks Detroit will be a wild card this year. Uh, I think I, they're that I good. wouldn't go against it. I wouldn't go against I think they're that good. Yeah. I think, I they're, think they're in like the nine win conversation. Yes. And that may get you in. It got the Eagles in last year. Yes, it did. Oh, okay. And that's okay. crazy that we're thinking about this team like this, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, uh, and I'm glad both of you said that about Arizona, and it was more of a Ravens collapse. But Raiders, we Raiders have, yeah. A Raiders collapse. But yeah. yet we have the, we all have the Ravens on our list, and they had a major collapse. They don't have a running game. They're down two running backs. The quarterback is the whole offense, running the ball, passing the ball. The defense is defense is good, but we put the Ravens on our list, but we didn't put the Cardinals on the list. You're not wrong. I mean, you maybe some of that is just like organizational just reputation. Like no, there you go. Like, there you go. <laughs> I'm just being I'm, – I'm being honest. I'm not I mean, a Kingsbury and Kyler Murray fan. I'm not. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what it is. That's the reason I'm really why I put them on my list. That's what I was trying to get you guys to get to. I just yeah. don't like I just don't like Cliff Kingsbury's uh, way of coaching the team. I don't, I don't either. I, I know somebody I don't said, like. Somebody it. said Kyler Murray. Said Kyler Murray running around look like a toddler and a, a, a toddler on juice. <laughs> you are, watch when he runs. He takes these little baby steps. Right. You can't right. catch him. Now right. you can't. You can't catch him. Nope. Fast is all outdoors, man. Yeah, he is. All right, let's come back and let's get really dive into this Eagles Washington game and the key matchups. As I mentioned, you know, Barrett's all over the tape, the all 22. He's watched a lot of the of Washington as well. So we will dig in. We'll start with the Eagles defense versus Washington's offense. We'll do that when we get back a little later. Brian Mitchell, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are sports take on this Friday. Hope you're doing great out there. Thanks for hanging with us. 
let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be scary. You know how hard you work. You try to put money away. You try to you trying to invest it the right way. You need the right person, and that is Jim Murray from Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, four hundred one k review, insurance review, you have a small business, you're looking to figure out a way to get your employee benefits off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA, a couple of four hundred one k rollovers to Jim, and I couldn't be happier. You will be as well. Just give him a call six one zero. 996-4751-610-996-4751. That's how you reach him. You can also email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, one and all. And man, if you uh, if you're in our neck of the woods in the uh, in the Delaware Valley, uh, it, it is uh, 
It's fall, man. Gunner's in depression. It sucks. It, it sucks. Is, it is legitimately kind of chilly out today. With a capital S, it sucks. I thought he, for, as soon as I stepped foot outside today, I'm like, Gunner, I thought of you right away, man. I know, man. Absolutely, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I thought about when I woke up this morning. I let the dogs out. When I let the dogs out, like Gunner is very, very happy right now. No frost on the lawn when you let them out. It was funny. On Monday, Monday was what eighty something degrees, just really Monday. Warm. And I go, I go to Home Depot and Lowe's um, because I'm fixing stuff around the house. And Christmas decorations are everywhere, and I felt good about it. I said, Man, we're not that far away from Christmas. Then I get up again this morning. I'm like, I'm like. Autumn Scrooge. <laughs> I'm like Autumn Scrooge. Bah humbug. I don't. I don't want to hear anybody telling me about the leaves are turning orange and yellow and purple. You know, I, I don't want to hear it because you know it's only going to tick me off even more. So my warm weather is gone. Yeah. And then my brother sends me a text. Hey, it's only 96 here. Dude. That's a shut up. I don't want to talk to you today. Matter of fact, you didn't text me back all week about your sorry Vikings. I don't want to hear anything from you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he was in silence right after that beatdown. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wouldn't text me, wouldn't call, return my calls, nothing. Because <laughs> he knew why I was calling him. He yeah. knew. So yep. he went, but I'm like, are you kidding me? And now everybody, oh, I can't wait to see the leaves change and, and all this. I'm like, yeah, guess what happens after the leaves change? The trees are bare. They're nothing but dark brown dried limbs. That's where I struggle with fall because it is pretty and it is, you know, like – this is fine, but you know, hoodie weather and all that. But you know what's coming soon if you live in the yeah, Midwest man. or Northeast. It's coming. It is coming. Uh, get right. your four wheel drives going. Yeah, man. It's that yep. time, baby. It's that time. My, that's for sure. You know salt, what? salt for the driveway and all yep, that stuff. Yep. All that good stuff. Yeah. All right. So we are uh, forty eight hours and twenty two minutes. I know you guys missed my countdowns. Uh, yeah, I did, I did actually miss it. You're welcome. I thought I'd give you a little something. Since you're cold today, I, I, I'd warm you up with that. Uh, so the Eagles play the, the Washington, formerly Washington football team, now the Washington Commanders uh, in, in D.C. Six and a half point favorites, guys. That's a, that's a heavy line uh, for the Eagles in an NFC East game this early in the season. But, Barrett, let's start with this. Um, we saw the Eagles defensive backs just have an unbelievable game to the point where Darius Slay gets the defensive player of the week. Uh, James Bradbury acquits himself very well, as does Avante Maddox. You know, the, these guys really shut down a killer in Justin Jefferson, and, and in the entirety of the defense played excellent. But let's focus on Eagles defensive backs versus Washington's, you know, tough group of Terry McLaurin and Jihad Dotson and uh, Sims and Logan Thomas, et cetera. This is, this is not an easy group. They've gone against three straight. I mean, with, with St. Brown in Detroit last week, and now this. It's a big challenge here. This is the best combined group of talent that, you know, probably, um, it, I mean, it, it probably might be in the division. You know, if you look mm-hmm. at it, man, they're going to have their, they're gonna have their work cut out for them. I think that what's going to help them is that offensive line is, is, is poorest, which will, you know, make Carson make quicker decisions, and that doesn't necessarily bode well in their favor, but you look at Curtis Samuels. He's had, he's been. They try to get the ball to him exclusively. You know, he he has a uh, you know twenty times they tried to get him the ball, whether it be on jet sweeps, slants. I mean, everything. They're trying to do whatever they can do to get um to get him the ball. He is their Debo Samuels, 
out of the, you know, on yep. their team. He can do everything. Uh, Jahan Dawson, they trust him to be so young. They trust him. They'll throw it up to him at the drop of a dime. They have a lot of trust in him. And of course, we know Terry McLaurin is, you know, he has, he, he is definitely the heartbeat of the team as far as, you know, big plays. But he hadn't had to carry the bulk of, of what they were doing because the other two have been playing well. I mean, Jahan Dotson has more touchdowns than anybody. And, you know, he's a rookie. So Carson has he, Carson has chemistry with those guys. He just does Carson things. Carson will throw it up to you. Just get a little pressure on him, and you know he's going to hold the ball. So you can't stop with your rush. You got to keep going and keep going because um, he's going to hold the ball. And when he holds it, that's when you that's when you, you know that's when you go out there and take advantage of him. But as far as talent, Samuels, Dotson, and McLaurin are three really, really talented guys. And we haven't even got into Sims because Cam hasn't been – he hasn't even been on the field. They've been running a lot of 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, and they have three receivers on the field. He hasn't been on the field at all. He's still a weapon. You know what I mean? He is a um, he is an Alabama receiver now. The kid can play. He just had not had the opportunity. When they give him the opportunity, he goes out there and he makes some plays. But our defense, I like what our defense is doing. I don't have a lot of um, – I have a lot of faith in them doing the right things. I know they're not going to go out there and, and 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 not have a good – you know, at least a good showing. I know those guys can play. And what, what really excites me about this defense, they're so interchangeable, man, so interchangeable. You know, you can line up Avante Maddox in the slot, but then, you know, if they, if they, have, they come out in four wide, they do put Sims in. You can put um, C.J. Garner-Johnson in the slot. So both guys will be covered and you go a man to man across the board. That means you've got Bradbury on one guy and, 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 and you got a slay on the other guy. You got legitly, I mean, legitly top, you know, top five cornerbacks right there facing their, those, those, their, those, um, those wide receivers. So to me, that's a good matchup. That's a good matchup. Probably be the best matchup they had this year. Will they do, the will the approach be the same defensively that it was last week? How do you go about handling this offense, Carson, versus what you did with Kirk Cousins? I think you're going to play a little more zone, understanding that he believes his front four will be able to get up the field. They just don't block well, you know. I mean, looking at their offense a lot, you know, Charles Leno Jr., he's their left tackle, older guy, played in the league, a lot of experience. Um, I still don't like the way he plays. I think he gives the corner up too easily. You know, um, he turns the, you know, we call it the swinging gate. He opens up because he's, he's a lot shorter. He's a shorter tackle. You know what I'm saying? He's not necessarily the six, five and above tackles you used to seeing. He's a shorter one and he opens that gate up so easily. And, you know, guys like sweat take advantage of guys like him. Um, Sam, uh, was Cosme. Yeah, he's the Cosme. right tackle. Yep. He's in. I can remember, you know, doing a write-up on. I thought he had short arms. Well, his arms didn't get any longer since he's been in the league. So he's easy to get into his body. And Swell have a great guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like you know, wanna, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, he got a one-hand stab. You one-hand stab him, and Sweat has a great one-hand stab. Yeah. It makes you longer as a pass rusher, and he can't sit down. So they'll give a lot of talent. They'll give a lot of pressure up, up the, um, around the edges and then up the middle. Uh, former Steeler Turner, Trey Turner, he's a turnstile also. Anytime anytime you let Turner go 
and you know he was a starter for like three or four years with the Steelers. You know you're bad because they don't like to let off. And they're, because because their offensive light stinks too. Exactly. So you know you're a turnstile turners. He's there, waiting for somebody to come rip it up on him. So yeah, they they just got a bad off. And then and then you know their center is like the third team center. He's the third team center from the um from camp. The guy that was on the third team. Okay. So we'll do very well against them, very, very well. So uh, I, I'll, so speaking of that, I want to add this. So Nick Sirianni's meeting with the uh, media today, as he does on Fridays before you know the Sunday game, he had this to say about Hassan Reddick. He said, quote, I just, I just keep thinking he's close to having a breakout game. That means he is just getting some pre- some of the pressure that we want on the quarterback. It's going to happen. I'm just glad he's on our football team. So speaking of that, Barry. Nick says he's close to a breakout game. What do they and, – and I'm not going to let him off the hook either, but you, you could throw him in there too, whatever. What needs to be done, whoever it is, to get this guy going? Well, put him one-on-one against uh, Cosby. Okay. The right tackle. Put him one-on-one against him and let him go to work. That's all they need to do. He'll have three sacks if they just let him go to work against the right tackle. It'll be a great matchup. Remember I said this. He'll have he'll have a, he'll have his first sack this game. They're that bad up front. So like I, I, look, I'm in, man. I'm in. This should also be a game where Jordan Davis maybe maybe you know let him let him get a little run in the passing game or no? Am well, I, is this wishful thinking on my part? It's wishful thinking if you think they're gonna go and they're gonna if they get caught behind then he, this won't be a Jordan Davis game. But if they keep it close, it'll be a Jordan Davis game because then they'll start pounding the rock with, with Antonio Gibson, who's pretty good. You know, I, I'm doing my little write-up, my prediction write-up right now. And one of the things I'm stressing, you cannot let them start running the ball because Antonio Gibson is a big, strong back that can play, you know, just about anything, um, you know, as far as, you know, uh, it running between the tackles. He can catch, you know, it's, 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 it's very, very good, man. So – I, I, I this is gonna be this is gonna be a game which you'll see the Eagles control the line of scrimmage. They'll definitely control the line of scrimmage on defense and offense. But there's you know the, the the key matchup is our DBs against their wide receivers. That's gonna be much watch TV, man. Much watch TV. All right, so let's go there. Uh we know what happened last week. Devontae got going last week. AJ still had a solid game. Uh, they got everybody involved. Pascal was involved. Goddard involved. Um, and they were able to, to, you know, move the ball down the field. Quez Watkins, he hit him on a long one. How do you attack this Washington defense That from that standpoint? They're going to want to stop the run because they know And they're everything. bad against the run, by and the they're way. Bad, yeah, so they've got to keep somebody in the box to help. And, you know, that's all they have is really um, a box safety. Uh, Derek Forrest is a box safety. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to create matchups, you got to put him in a box to stop the run, which puts you man-to-man against everybody else. Can Jalen throw guys open? This will be a true test for him because they're going to try to go man-to-man across the board. Mm. So since you're trying to go man-to-man across the board, if you have got – I mean, these guys are pretty good route runners. You know, a guy like, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Smitty. Smitty can – he can he – can, wax you in coverage you know you mean to to really cover him the way he runs routes he can create separation so well so you look to him having a big game 
Then when you try to go one on one with 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 Dallas Goddard, that's gonna be a tough matchup also for him. And their linebackers suck too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. I mean you get past so, so Barrett, let let's talk about it. So the their strength is the real interior of their defensive line. Yep, Payne, Payne and Allen. Allen. Yep. Right. The two beasts. Uh, they're the guys who you really have to occupy here. And this is where it's going to fall on your interior guys, Kelsey in the middle, and the guys flanking him, Dickerson, Dickerson Sam, Sam Allen. So how do you see that that specifically, that matchup? Great matchup for him, but I think they're going to try to run the ball against him. You know, this will be a game where they run the ball against their offense, I mean their defense. Our offense really feels as though we can push their guys around because they've been pushed around all day. Last week they were getting pushed around by that by that Detroit offensive line. Penny Sewell looked like an All-Pro uh, Anthony Munoz type of player. Uh, yes, last week against um, that that front. So this will be a good test for him, a very very good test for him. Okay, all right, um, all right. I'm gonna we're gonna hit a, a little early one. Uh, there's uh, apparently some technical difficulties, so we will we will take an early one here, and we will come back and we will keep cracking Eagles and Washington. Brian Mitchell a little bit later. We got all kinds of good stuff coming up. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to. All right. Welcome back again, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Sorry for some technical issues, guys. Not on our end. This is a, a YouTube issue uh, that really everybody's experiencing. So, uh, you know, we're, we'll battle through. So for, for those of you that have, have hung with us, we appreciate that. Um, and hopefully we won't have any more stoppages or any more shutdowns. Uh, you know, never know when those gremlins are getting in there, fellas, doing their doing their little that, that elf that the Browns, their new mascot, <laughs> that guy. I'm blaming him. It's all his fault. Um, 
so anyway, yeah. So we were we, uh, Barrett, Derek, and I were in the midst of uh, kind of looking at the Eagles and Washington's matchup and just some key things. Barrett, let, let's real quick. Let's hop back to the point you were making um, regarding the interior of the defensive line for Washington versus the interior for the offensive line for the Eagles because they're they're really the trouble spots for Washington. Like they're the guys you got to really watch out for. So again, just one more time, just to sort of you know, backtrack on that. What well, do the Eagles yeah. need to do with those guys? Well, I mean, that's 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 where the game within the game is going to be. You know, you got you got Jonathan um, Jonathan Allen, and then um, Deron Payne, both two Alabama guys. Uh, they're the ones that got into the fight last year against right. you know when they were in the Eagles in the game. You know, they were fighting amongst each other. Yeah, they are like the anchors of this whole defense. This is why the defense has had some success over the past couple of years because of those two up front. Um, Montez Sweat, he's He's kind of hobbled with an injury, but he's still playing. He's actually the best pass rusher, hmm. but I don't think that he's to a level. I mean, I, I, he's just like our sweat, but I think our sweat is a little better than he is right now uh, because he's hobbled. I mean, we're talking about a guy when he left Mississippi State, he was running. He ran like a 4-3 at the combine. Crazy athlete. At yeah. defensive line. But, um, you know, he's hobbled right now. I think our, our tackles will go out and he'll, he'll be he'll be taken care of. And I don't have much um, – I don't have much fear in – James Smith Williams, you know, he he's he's average at best. Uh, it should be a tip though to the tulips with that um our offensive line, our tackles against those two. But the two in the interior, they can mix it up, they can play. But they're one of those guys that they're, they're the guys that all right, they'll go you know, full go, but then they'll take a couple plays off. Right. They're not the total dominating players that I've seen in the past that they were. So they like since they they're not that good anymore. They play a bare front now. Bare front meaning Navajo front, meaning uh, a fifty front. That's when you have a nose guard head up over the center, and both guards attack. Uh, both guards are covered with defensive tackles. They bring guys in, and that's how they run their defense to stop the run. And that's what they're going to do to try to stop the run of the Eagles. Cover everybody up. That means all five offensive line will be covered up with uh, defensive linemen. And they're, all right, we're 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 banking on our five against your five, and we'll be able to get up and um and 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 stop you. We need you guys to be stopped right there, you know what I'm saying? With those five guys. Now, once you pass those five guys, it's it's Pater, you know, because you know I don't I don't trust their their linebackers being any good. They'll overrun plays. They're not physical guys. They're the weak link in this whole defense. So you know, once they get past them, it's it's over, and that's what happened. With Swift and that Detroit offensive, um, offensive output, yeah, they were able to drive block those guys, get it to the second level, and they were averaging like like six or seven yards a pop. So that's where the Eagles will have the most success. Our offensive line against their defensive line. It's going to be tough, though. You know, I mean, our our guy Dickerson got you know he's got to go out there and play. Say Mala's got to go out there and play. They'll have their hands full. But if we can control that offensive line, I mean, that defensive line, you can do anything you want to do from an offensive uh, standpoint. Yeah, Derek, you, you're talking about a defense in Washington that gives up 29 per game, which is 29. 157 on the ground, 28th. 247 in the air, 20th. I mean, across the board, this is not a good defense. I mean, I know the, guy, the guys that Barrett just pointed out are legit. But other than that, this should be a game where you should be able to run on them and throw on them. I'm surprised Washington didn't spend more money in the offseason trying to fix the back end of their defense. Uh, yeah. they, they, yeah. they have been a sieve uh, the first two games, the, the, back, the back seven on this defense. 
But I was figuring to the equation too, when it comes to a divisional games, you know, all the, everything that makes sense a lot of times doesn't make sense. Yes. Yes. You look at what you think is a strength. It becomes a weakness. What's a weakness becomes a strength. You know, you, you base what you think a team did the previous game on what they should be able to do against on paper, a weak opponent in the next game. And all of a sudden it flips the script on you. Um, if I was a betting man and thank goodness I don't bet because I'd be living in my car. If I was a betting man, I bet everything I have that the Eagles cover the spread and then some in this game. But because it's a division game and because of what we've seen across the board in the NFL the first two weeks, I, I think I know what's going to happen. I feel pretty good about knowing what I think is going to happen. But um, I always expect the unexpected when these, te- when these teams get together. You just do. You know, Carson Wentz could rise up and have one of those games like you're thinking, how in the world did he have this? How did he throw for 350 yards against this defense? You know, um, his legs, you know, we I think we forget Carson also has the capability to escape. Yeah. You know, um, he's taken some pounding in recent years, but he'll still step up and take off when he has to. And I think he's of the mindset now that hopefully he does it. He may take off a little bit sooner than he wants because of the fear factor, especially if he gets hit early in this game. If he takes off and finds a seam, um, I don't like that because that means that Washington still has a ball and they're moving the chains. Um, but he's also good at throwing on the run. He, he's, he's, he's pretty accurate when it comes to throwing on a run as well. And he's got some guys that can come back and get the ball. And I just don't understand how Cam Sims is not getting on the field because we, we really got to know Cam Sims last year. I understand you have a, you have a high price talent. You just paid in Terry McLaurin. You have a first round draft pick that you have in Jahan Dotson and you have a proven veteran in Curtis Samuel. But I thought Cam Sims also proved his medal. And when your team is, Struggling like Washington, they've had to come from behind two games. One, they were successful. The other, they were not. You want any and every weapon you have, you can have at your disposal to throw everything that you can at what now looks like an Eagles defense that has played rock solid. You know, so we know the Eagles can cover man for man across the board. You need a four, you need another guy. You need another X factor in this game in your arsenal. And I got a feeling Cam Sims may show up in this game somehow, some way. Yeah, I just, you know, just with Carson, he, he is going to make, there's going to be a spectacular play. There's going to be a play that reminds you of what he was in 2017. But I, I I don't think we get through this game without there being some kind of boneheaded play where he's I forcing agree. something. I agree. Because he can't help himself, even when it, he's just playing anybody, like Detroit, any, any opponent, but especially against the Eagles. I just feel like he's going to be pressing. I'm really going to be interested to see what he starts this game. If he's not totally... Just, just jacked up and, and you know, airmailing passes over the hospital balls, you know, yes. whatever. Yes. That's the thing that's going to be like if he's calm, I'll give him props, but I think he's going to come out jumpy in this game. That's well, if he comes out jumpy, it's because the Eagles' defense is starting to tattoo him early. Yep. He's going to force him. He doesn't want to get hit. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to serve up a dying quail somewhere. Yeah, uh, because he just doesn't want to get hit, um, and he thinks he sees the receiver open. He didn't wait a little bit second, a little, a little longer to see if their receiver's truly open because he's worried about where the pressure's coming from. If you look at one of the, one of the sacks that Aiden Hutchinson had on him last week, it's because he curled, he, he, he rolled to his left right into Aiden. Hayden was still engaged with the tackle. And all of a sudden Hayden looks up, he's standing right there and he shed the tackle and just jumped on him. Right. You know, he got one of the sacks there. And that's because Carson had nowhere to go. The middle had collapsed. He tried to roll out of the pocket and then he stopped instead of keeping moving his feet, he stopped and allowed Hayden to, to, to sack him again. But I can see that happening with this defense, hopefully. But my bigger concern is I still don't know what to expect from Jonathan Gannon. 
I would think after what he did last night, bringing the pressure from different angles, bringing it 35 40%, that would be a consistent part of his de uh, defensive design from here on out for the rest of the season. When you look at an Aaron Glenn, Aaron Glenn is giving you two samples of what their defense is going to do for the whole season. They are going to come at the quarterback from all angles. With J Jonathan Gannon, because I've seen two different two different defenses play, I don't know what to expect from Jonathan Gannon. If Jonathan Gannon goes with just an exclusive four-man front, I don't like that because I'm still not comfortable with this Eagles four-man front, even against this bad Washington offensive line, of getting home enough to get enough pressure on Carson. I think you need to bring an extra man, maybe an extra two men, to, to get some hits on Carson to make him uh, get rid of the ball a lot sooner. How much, Barrett, of a factor is it that – they are familiar with his tendencies, his traits, whether it's the defensive line from practicing against him or the offensive line from practicing with him. Certainly a, a scouting report from Stoutland, you know, guys who have been here with the team through a couple different regimes and whatnot. Do we make too much of that sometimes uh, as, as fans and media members? Is that, is that a big deal as a player? No, because, you know, you knew him when he was becoming the player that he is right now through his bumps and bruises, those guys that um, that played with him, the Kelseys, the Lanes, the Sayamalus, they know what makes him tick. They know what he likes and what he doesn't like. And best believe he's going to sit down and talk to Fletcher Cox, who practices against him for a number of years. You know, guys like Sweat, guys like BG, who know who Carson is and how to get at Carson. Um, he's... They're gonna real. They realize that Carson can be rattled a lot, but they also know this side of Carson that nobody else knows, and that competitor that he is. They know how how you know how much this game means to him, and they understand that they have to make sure that they stomp it out early, or it could be a long, long game for this uh, for this Eagles defense. So you know this this the the intel that we have from from Carson's. Um, best years, his best seasons, his best years, we're here in Philadelphia. And mm -hmm. those guys know fully how good Carson can be, and they also know how to get in his his his, his hip pocket, how mm -hmm. to get in his mind, make him start thinking about things, make him start seeing those ghosts. Okay. So I think it's more it bodes more in our favor than it does in Carson's favor, knowing this defense or knowing what they're gonna do on defense, because it's a totally due defense than what Carson had here. But that's still the same Carson that right. was here in Philadelphia. I mean, you have very few guys. You have very few guys on that defense that really know Carson. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they can relay information on what they they think is the best way to attack them. But mm -hmm. a lot of those guys on that defense weren't here during that heydays of 2017. Um, so they're relying on on intel from Fletcher and Brandon Graham on, hey man, you can do this against Carson. If you do this, he'll do that. You know, um, and then he can go out and do it. That's a that's a big help. Yeah, from a from a secondary standpoint, there's nobody was there. No, when he no. was there, from a linebacker standpoint, there's nobody that was there. Yeah, wait, was Maddox but, there? Uh, Maddox, yes, no. Maddox didn't win Super Bowl, did he? Uh, no, but he was there for the for Carson's last year, last maybe two years. last few years. Oh, for uh, that trash year. Well, he was trashed in. He would he didn't see the good Carson. <laughs> no, but he was there. I think he was there for twenty. Yeah, and yeah, possibly nineteen. So he was yeah, there, but he doesn't know the. The good Carson is from those years and that 2017, yes, agreed. 2018. Agreed. The good years, you know, that's when you saw the magical Carson. Yep. Everybody since then has seen the the the, the terrible Carson. So yeah. 
um, from what from an office lineman standpoint, you best believe he's over there talking. Hey, remember Carson likes to because every player has their little idiosyncrasies that they do. Some quarterbacks they like to fade to a certain side. I mean, they do it unconsciously. They'll fade to a certain side, or they'll fade to what they think is the best side. They do it unconsciously. So Lane will know. Hey, Carson used to fade to his side all the okay. time. Yeah. He would well, he would always fade to his right because he had Lane over there. So he felt comfortable with sliding over there as opposed to sliding to his backside. Mm-hmm. Because back then it was Jason Kel it was uh it was Jason Peters At the and end. then it was Big V. Yeah. And he didn't really trust Big V. So he would when he dropped he dropped back, he dropped back, but he dropped forward, you know, towards the right side instead of dropping backwards towards the left side, usually where your best office alignment is to your left tackle. Well, so those guys, are little things. Huh? Well, how do you guys feel about what Big Sill said a few moments ago? If Reddick is not a factor in this game versus that old line, we will know why he's on his third team in three years. Yeah, yeah well, you heard what I just said. I said yeah. this should be yeah. a game where he should be lined up. Yeah. I mean, and you should – that's what you. That's what teams do all the time. Yeah. All right, where's the fish at? Who's got him this week? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got to get my turn at going against the fish. The worst guy on all of the line. You know what I'm saying? I want to go against that guy right there. And this should be who the fish is. It's Cosme. He should be the guy that they should go after. He should be the guy that they should send Hassan Reddick to. So Hassan Reddick should be playing to his left side, the right side of the offensive line. He should be lined up over there and should let him go. Look, go, go hunt. Go get it. You should have at least a sack and a half against this guy. Yeah, look, I, I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him be disruptive, even if it doesn't result in the sack. I want to see a hit where balls popped in the air or something like that, where he's just you know hammering once, whatever. I need to see this guy. He was in. He's been a non-factor for two games, and I, and, and Nick Sirianni can talk all he wants about how close he is. I don't, I don't care about close. I want him to get there. He's a high-paid. He was the biggest free agent signing they made. So yep. make a play. It's no more excuses for him at this point. All right, Derek. I want to hit you with this first because you covered and you were in that locker room every single day, basically for his entire tenure. If you could sum it up in a few words, what went wrong with Wentz? Why did it not work out here? And there's a lot. I know there's a lot here. It's a lot of. It's a lot to unpack, right? But if you could just hit me with sort of the highlights of what you think went wrong, uh, I'd be curious. Isolation. Plain and simple isolation. Um, separating himself from the masses. Um, it's okay to have a small group of guys. Every player has a small contingent of guys in the locker room they hang out with, they talk to, they they jaw jack with. But when you're the when you're the face of a franchise, when you have the leader of the pack. Um, you have to embrace everybody. You have to be all encompassed. And even if you don't hang out with them outside of the locker room, you have to make them feel like, okay, he's one of the guys. Carson had his own little click um, and he stuck to his own little click. He wasn't very engaging in a lot of ways to everybody. Um, unless you did some of the things that he did or basically believe the way he believed Um he, he didn't go out of his way in a lot of cases to embrace other players. And they felt that separation. And then, of course, in the latter stages of his tenure, once he became rogue Carson, you know, it really turned a lot of people off because a lot of the decisions he made on his own 
turned out for the worse instead of the better. Um, and as you heard Carson say earlier in the week, I could have been a better teammate. And I think that hits it right on the head. You know, I could not a better athlete, but a better teammate. Translation, I should have gone the extra yards to be more engaging to everybody in that locker room. You know, football is a fraternity. You know, you don't have to like the guy that you're playing with outside of the locker room. You don't have to go to dinner with them. Your kids don't have to play together on weekends. But when you're in a locker room, you have one common bond. You are the main cog in terms of fusing everybody together to make them feel like one. Head honcho. You're the head honcho. You look at a guy. I look at quarterbacks, Jim McMahon, Brett Favre, quarterbacks like that. They they went after everybody. You know, they were class clowns. They teased everybody. They made everybody feel part of that team. And everybody looks up to the quarterback. When you're a high-profile player, everybody looks up to to that, that quarterback. You know, and and that wasn't Carson. Carson was very stoic in a lot of ways. Didn't open up in a lot of ways, you know. And a lot of people like, hey, man, what's wrong with this dude? And then, of course, there was a reported incident where almost came to fisticuffs with uh, one or two players in the locker room um, as well. And that caused division because a lot of the players took the side of the other player more so than Carson. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that was all critiqued in the front office. As we move forward, do we really have the right guy to run this team? Now, I'm sure for the Eagles, because this started happening after they gave him that big contract, so they were somewhat handcuffed. Do we really want to eat this big salary? We moved up. We gave up a lot to get him. We just gave him a lot of money. And instead of getting better, it's getting worse. Do we really? Is this the guy we really want to, to be our leader moving forward? And then all of a sudden, you got an answer. When they draft this kid named Jalen Hurts in the second round, who was projected to go third, fourth, or fifth round by most draft experts, they draft him in the second round. And then all of a sudden, a year later, he's gone. Carson's gone. Hmm. And they knew they were going to have to eat that 30 plus million dollar cap hit. And they were more than willing to do it just to rid themselves of him. So that should tell you exactly what they thought of Carson at that point in time of his career, because this is not an organization that likes to, Howie Roseman is not a person who likes to be under the dark cloud of a heavy cap. Yeah. And he was, yeah. but that just and, tells and you how badly the one he rid of. Eric, that's an admission yeah. of two mistakes. One, yes. moving up to draft him, two, giving him the extension. So there's a lot of egg on your face. Not only <laughs> exactly. you cap strapped, but there's all that too. Barrett, no. how much of it was, how much of it was watching Nick Foles do what he did psychologically, standing it, on the side? It crushed him. It crushed him. It crushed him because from that point on when he had to go to work and he see that statue sitting outside of his job place where he saw the second-team quarterback get more love than him. And like it or not, he wants all the same love that, 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 that you know, he that felt as though the city slighted him because he's the one that got him to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it, but he got him there. And nobody talked about him getting it there. All they wanted to talk about was um, the mere fact that he uh, that that you know Nick Foles will be ever loved because of he got a, he won the Super Bowl and he just couldn't take it. It couldn't he couldn't get that out of his mind. He could not be um, the beloved of of this city, so he felt like he had to leave the city. You know, he couldn't go to work. I mean, you talking about you talking about a guy that even though he acts like he doesn't want to be the man. He wants to be the man. He wants to be that dude. He wants everybody 
to 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 clamor over him. He wants that. He wants that 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 justification, and he didn't get it here. He didn't get a statue. He didn't get another. He didn't get any of that. You know, and then what Derek was saying about the guy, you know, the, you know, almost get into a fight with somebody. The guy that he almost got to a fight with was one of the most beloved guys on the team who never yep. messed with anybody. Yep. Loved everybody. Everybody yep. loved him. He didn't say a lot, but no. everybody loved him because he 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 was engaging to everybody. Um and let's let's put it like this. He's one of the probably smallest dude in the locker room. Yes. Okay, you know. Um, and and when that happened, man, that caused a division. And most people were on the side of that dude instead of your franchise face. And you know what, Barrett, to add to what you were talking about, to pour more salt in the room, how do you think it felt he had to come to work on game days and see a statue of the back of quarterback outside the stadium? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that, that is, that is wild. Saying, yeah. How, how, how much I'll ask both of you guys, whoever wants to jump on it. Look, he took a physical beating. The knee was shredded that night in LA. The back, you know, he had other stuff. I, you know, rib, uh, whatever. We could go on and on and on. The concussion against the uh, Seattle with Clowney. Like that, too. I mean, I think he was a specimen in 16 and 17. And then maybe all of a sudden, even though you're not old, you can't do the same stuff physically you could do. You can't escape some of those jams, those 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 five car pileups that you were somehow come wiggling out of, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and then throwing a sixty yard dart to somebody like that against, too could play in there. against Washington. He yeah, it was against. against ironically enough, it was. You're right, Barrett. How much is that? It has everything to do with he. He's not. How can I say it? he? He's not a um. He's not a confident guy, but he's not unconfident. He's 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 he needs that affirmation. Hmm. He needs somebody to pat him on the back. And when you're not doing that, it's almost like, oh, you're not the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, you don't believe in me. And I've I've been around players like that. Me, I kept my head down to keep work because I knew nobody, um, you know, nobody ever likes, you know, somebody 100. percent You know, what right. I'm saying? I understood that. Mm-hmm. But he needs that. He needed that type of affirmation. When nobody gave that to him, he just, you know, it, it just sent him, you know, sent him in another direction. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's not a bad guy necessarily. No, he's not no, no, he's not a bad guy at all. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a, um, like a, he's not a malicious guy either. You know, he's not going to back talk anybody. He's not going, but he's very confident in what he thinks he knows. Yeah, but not confident in himself. You, you know got to be confident in yourself to maybe look inward sometimes. Exactly to figure out the things that you don't know. And I'm not you sure that's now. him. You, yeah. Well, I think I think now is that time. I don't. I I agree. I don't think he. I don't think he looked at it as such. While he was here, right, and when he got a second chance with his mentor in Indianapolis, and then all of a sudden he had to endure the embarrassment of being ushered out the door in Philly and then quickly ushered out the door in Indianapolis. And then all of a sudden the front office publicly, which I still can't get over because it's an unwritten policy in, in the football fraternity. There's certain things you just keep in house. You know, even when they go bad, you're not the one to tell a story. You let somebody in the media tell a story, but this came right from the mouth 
of the head honcho in Indianapolis on what they thought of him. The guy writing checks. There you go. And I think <laughs> I think what really hurt Carson the most in his career was that he was a god in high school. He was a god in college. And he gets to the pros and people roll out the red carpet for him here because everybody wanted him in Philadelphia coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And Howie Roseman moved up to get him. And his first year, you saw the potential. Second year, he was on that MVP toward pace. And then all of a sudden, he, he couldn't finish what he started. And then the next year, when that offensive line was decimated by injuries, he got blamed for a lot of the stuff that went wrong. And he he, he made a lot of mistakes. And it bounced back a little bit in 2019. But it wasn't the love affair just wasn't the same with him. Yeah. And I don't think he took that well in terms of people talking negatively about him. He wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of athletes like that. They don't handle negative criticism well. When they've been put on a certain pedestal their whole lives and they can't wait to play and get paid and Monday night football, prime time, and all of a sudden people are not embracing you the way they did in high school and college. Hmm. And that doesn't sit well with a lot of athletes yep. man, in any sport. Yep, that's very real. That's very real. Well, look, I, I think there's a parallel to be drawn with Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons. We talked about some of the Ben Simmons stuff yesterday. Ooh. On the podcast with with JJ Redick, my my takeaway from that was he still doesn't get it. He still doesn't blame himself for not shooting enough. He doesn't blame himself for the dunk. I mean, yes, he said, "Oh, should I have dunked it?" In hindsight, yeah, no, you should have dunked it in real time. No, he uh, said, "I should have, I should have ripped it." Yeah, ripped it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Punched yeah. it, I think is what he said. Punched, punched it, it, yeah, punched it, yeah. punched. Um, it, you know, but there's also the I didn't get enough support. Like, at what point do you look in the mirror? And and both guys forced their way out. Carson forced the trade. He got a couple hundred ben million dollars to to, 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 you know, come on, man. You know, come on, man. I mean, he got over a hundred some million dollars, man, to, to show a confidence in you. That's, that's the confidence. You, that's all the confidence I would have needed. This is what drove me crazy. So he's asked about the, the, the lack of shooting and the, the, the lack of willingness. And he says, what do you want me to do? You want me to defend? You want me to be the point guard? Or do you want me to shoot? Well, yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> I want you to do all of the above. It, it, you imagine yeah. like if Steph Curry was like, hey, I'm bringing the ball up, man. I'm playing point. I, I can't shoot. What do you want me to do? I'm passing the ball. You know what I mean? It's just the absurdity of it. And this guy wants everything catered to him, and there's no accountability. There just isn't. And I, I think there's some of that with Carson. Like we talked about it the other earlier in the week where when things were really going bad, it was, yeah, we got to do a better job as an offense. I want him doing that if things are going well. Like, hey, we, we did a great job on that. But if things aren't going well and it's clearly on you, own it, man. Just say, hey, I didn't know I should have never thrown that ball. That was, it was a poor decision. If I had if I could get that one back, I would, or whatever. There was I felt like he never laid it on himself. Well, I mean, that's 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 what it is. You know, and most some players are like that, man. I have um some players can can go back and 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 get some perspective on the situation. Like one guy that did that, and I, you know. I had lost a lot of respect for him. In fact, I wanted to whoop his ass for a little while. I mean, whoop his butt. Well, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Brooks, he did it again. He made he made a I mistake. Sorry. Yeah, see, yes. I said sorry. See, he the moment. But you know, um, stop covering Big Ben, me, bro. <laughs> Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben changed who he was. He changed the whole scenario of who he was. He he became a great great dude. He said he's a great teammate. You know what I mean? He, yeah. but I mean at first. It wasn't. It wasn't that way. Yeah, he was but going he through a, a lot of stuff. Exactly. Know. So he got a lot of, you know, and, and God will put things in your life. You know, what I'm saying to give you per, some perspective. You know, what I'm saying he um he needed to slow down. And he didn't slow down fast enough. So 
God will, you know, make things happen. He won't, he won't make it happen to you, but he'll allow things to happen to you. And that's what happened. You know, I was there when he had the motorcycle accident. Mm. You know, I was there when, you know, stuff happened, you know, in, in, in the restaurant. You know, I was there for a lot of that. And he totally changed up, changed his life, became became a better person, became a better man, and, and during the process became a better player too. And somebody so, got in his ear. The right yeah. people finally got in his ear and he listened. And that's where, that's where Carson is in his career right now. Somebody or somebody's that he trusts have to constantly get in his ear yeah, and yeah. talk to him. And he has a seat for himself because he's at that critical point of his career now. Do you want to be a frontline quarterback or do you want to be thought of as a guy who was refusing to change and it costs you long-term possibility of being a starting quarterback in the National Football League for one franchise or a journeyman, quick fix type quarterback the rest of your career? Yeah, and a guy who becomes a gypsy, who's just bouncing from team to team to team Absolutely. and, and, and yeah. you, you get no stability and, and no continuity in any of those kind of places. Yeah. For sure. Look, I think it's all uh, it's all valid, and there are definitely comparisons. And there were such high hopes for both guys. You know, Ben Simmons goes number one overall. The Eagles trade up to get to get Wentz at two, and neither guy here now. And 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 their futures are big question marks uh, going forward for sure. And look, I think the Eagles have done a nice job of very quickly turning this thing around. I mean, they they pivoted off of Wentz, off of Doug, off of a four win season, and all of a sudden. You know, it looks like they have themselves poised to, to potentially make a playoff run here, like a deep playoff run. Sixers, I don't know right now. I don't know what the East is going to look like. Now Boston loses their coach for the year uh, to go along with some of the other stuff that went down. Brooklyn potentially is very combustible. Um, I, but I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what the Sixers. I feel a lot better about the Eagles than I do the Sixers, uh, if I'm being honest. I feel a lot more confident. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, about the Eagles and the Sixers? Yes, I do. I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. You know, we yeah. think we think the 76ers bench is, is going to be stronger, deeper, more versatile, but we don't know. We haven't seen it yet. You know, we have our suspicions about Doc Rivers being able to, to lead a team over the hump. You know, what's what's Doc Rivers' biggest black eye? He can't get past the second round of playoffs. And B can't He's stay healthy home. late in seasons. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, your franchise player is bound to be injured by the time the playoffs, you know, when you tip off the playoffs. He's bound to miss a game or two here or there at a crucial juncture. Okay. I'm not I'm not really confident with the 76ers right now. I think they're going to be a very competitive team, an exciting team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're one of the best teams in the East. I mean, uh, they'll be one of the top five teams in the East, but I don't know if they'll be a good enough team to really get to the conference finals or more importantly, get to the, yeah. the NBA finals. It could work out where they're they're absolutely competing for a conference championship. I think they are. I think they are. I think their roster is 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 put them in a situation where they they will be competing. I mean, come on, man. I mean, look at what they have now. Okay. Better, they haven't gotten out of the second even, round with this Exactly. Score. Even without, Because they didn't even, have, they didn't have without, what they needed, though. Okay, even without Boston's head coach, are they a better team on paper than Boston? A deeper team than Boston? Are they a yes. better team than Milwaukee? No. no. Than yes. Boston? No. Not, yes, they're a better team. And they are a better team than Boston. Yes, they oh, are. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my they goodness. are a better team than Boston. I don't think so. I don't think I so. I don't so. I don't think so. Because they got two shooters. Two shooters two and shooters. a guy plays defense. Two shooters. Two shooters and a guy plays defense. That team plays great team concept. What are you talking about? Defensive concept. I'm, Boston I'm, was one of the best defensive teams in the league. They weren't just a two-man team Bruh. last year. Yeah, the way they finished last season was amazing. Bro, it, wasn't, 
Everybody contributed on that team. They got smashed. Well, I mean, yeah, the they, they, finished, they did. did. Yeah, they did with to the finals. I'm talking about now as they're constructing right now. I think that we have mm. very comparable team to them right now. Mm. Very comparable team. Mm. I, I know that we'll be a lot more competitive from from our lineup right now. I'm did Boston lose right now? Did Boston lose any significant pieces from that team? No, but did they gain? They didn't have to. It's still the uh, nucleus is still young enough to get back. If you're staying the same. That means you're starting to get bad. I'm, if I'm they were an to... older team, Bear, I would say, okay, that they could be a problem because an older team. That's not an old team. Well, this I... is why. This is why I'm saying. This is why I'm saying. With the addition, the Anthony Melton. Um, you know, he gonna the... give you five or six points a game. No, he'll get you more. He'll he'll, he'll get it. Maybe he'll, get you he'll light it up from three. I I think they improve themselves, Barrett. But the question yeah. is, can can and beat hold up? Is James Harden gonna look like the old James Harden? All things are pointing towards And that. Doc Rivers, as Derek pointed out. Uh, uh, do you trust Doc Rivers in a big game situation? We wouldn't. We wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go again. Give me a Speechless. Chance. There you go. We wouldn't talk about Doc, man. 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 We talk about players, man. We 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 got better, man. I just think that um, who who, who pulls the strings? The head coach pulls the strings, right? I'm I'm just saying, yeah, we can't we we kept Tobias Harris. <laughs> we got Joe. I mean, all right, man. All right. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, man. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh two fifteen, Brian Mitchell is gonna be joining us. We're looking forward to talking to Brian as we always are. He's he, what one thing you get with Brian is well, you get two things. You get opinions and you get hit, you get honesty. Okay. Make no mistake. Oh it, man. Brian brings it. So he'll we'll be talking to him. I can't uh, wait to talk to B Mitch. Yeah, that'll be uh, coming up in the two o'clock hour. We will uh, dig into the big games of the week, which there's some huge ones. A uh, little little info on Sean Payton. Uh, the Ravens make a move, and uh, a little bit later, I, I have now accumulated. Let's see, two on this dates, which I really like. There's killer birthdays, and I found another amazing movie from this date. We're actually stacked. Really? Stacked really? in the birthdays, dates on this date, and movies. Uh, so we'll do that a little bit later. Hold on, but let's, before yes. we go to break, yes, can we get can we get the stream? The stream, come on now, let them know what. Look at look at look at the roster of the of the of the seventy sixers right now. Oh, here we go. Look at them right now. That roster looks a lot better. We got defenders now. You know, we got really good defenders now. We didn't have that before. We have really good defenders now. You know, Tucker. We have guys that can go make some things happen, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Better Look. or good enough? I did, did, see that's what, better, thank you, Rob. Better, thank you, Rob. Thank better. you, Rob. But you, yeah, but, Rob, but you said Rob. But you, what Rob said, and I love what that he said. We'll, 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 we'll talk about. We'll talk about. We come back. We'll, I, better I talk more or good this. enough? There's a big difference. But see, uh, but you, it didn't take much to be better than what no, they we, were we, last year. Yeah, we don't, we're all right. We can talk about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's talk about when we get back. Okay. Okay. Barry wants right. to go to Barry wants to go start looking for stats now. That's what he wants to do. Y'all know him like a book. Barry's gonna start looking up stats and stuff now. Oh no, my I'm just god. Saying, you always gotta bring in Doc, man. Doc wasn't bothering you, man. The Doc, Doc, alone. <laughs> Doc had uh Doc had an interesting last weekend. Yes, yes. So yeah, anyway. Um, all right, so we will do all of that, including the Phillies who won a remarkable game last a rare feat in this day and age, a one-nothing win. Uh, especially over a team like the Braves with that offense. So we'll talk about that as well when we get back. Again, Brian Mitchell on the 2 o'clock hour. Don't go anywhere. 
Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about ProAction Restoration because ProAction Restoration is the place that you call if your home or your business or property that you own has any kind of issues, whether it's fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I've gone through this. I've told you this story. It was a weekend. My parents, we got nasty rain. My parents' basement was flooding on, on a consistent basis. And it finally was just such a mess that they couldn't control it. I'm over there trying to trying to stop the bleeding, so to speak. And I said, you know what? I'm going to call Pro Action Restoration. And Pro Action Restoration got right out there on a Saturday. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional. They were clean. The price was reasonable. Every box was checked. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro Action will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
up, everybody? Happy, happy Friday, one and all. Hope you are doing well out there. Barrett's got uh, Yoki, as Derek calls her, Yaki. I thought, that was a, I thought that was a stuffed animal for a moment. <laughs> I was like, now he's bringing stuffed animals to the show? Barrett's bodyguard, in case he, things he, he get, get crazy. Personal, yo, yo. He getting personal. No, I, I did, personal. because I didn't see any movement. I thought he picked up a stuffed animal. I, he's I, even I, taking shots at your dog now, man. No, I mean, no. I love Yaki. I mean, she's, I mean Yoki. She's, 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 look, look. Ah, ah! She loves her daddy. Yes, that is very cute. She now is she a barker? She is she a big barker? Again. Nah, nah, she's not a barker. Not at all. I bet she won't be taking any more boat trips. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not right. I try to take her. I try to Poor take her thing. one. I try to take her one <laughs> on the pontoon, and she wasn't good with that either. Oh, she, said, she said, "Ooh." <laughs> she wasn't good with that either. Scooby Doo. Oh. <laughs> um, oh man! All right, so we'll get back to football in a second. Phillies, uh, Phillies win last night, one nothing. It was a game they really needed badly. It was a measuring stick kind of game. It's a measuring stick kind of series. Um, they they uh, they get a really per- good performance out of Ranger Suarez, who goes six innings, doesn't allow a run, gives up just five hits, four strikeouts, eighty three pitches. It was just what the doctor ordered. Uh, where you didn't kill your bullpen. But I will say this. I thought Rob Thompson did an amazing job last night managing the pen. We know that Sir Anthony's been bad. Uh, Robertson's been bad. Uh, Han's been bad. Guys are just, you know, kind of run down. So what did he do last night? You know, basically, he used Eflin in a high leverage situation, and Eflin gave him one and two-thirds innings. And looked excellent. Didn't give up a run, no hits, three strikeouts, no walks. He used Alvarado for a uh, a four out save, you know, finishing <laughs> off the eighth into the ninth. One in the third, one hit, no runs allowed, two strikeouts. That was what you, that's what you do in the playoffs. And he managed a playoff game last night. And I think he knows the urgency, and he knows the rest of the way. There ain't a whole lot left, man. There's 13 games left. There's got to be you know, a sense of urgency with what they're doing. And I thought it was kudos, kudos to Rob Thompson. I think, I think Eflin has a, a defined role now as we look towards the playoffs. Uh, he, this is the second game where he's been the first guy off the bench Yeah, and he's delivered for them, you know, shutting down an opponent. Uh, Alvarado, who knows Alvarado might be your closer come playoff time. I mean, that dude's throwing a, 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 a I think he should Derek. I think you're I right on man. I, yep. he's, this dude's throwing 101 mile an hour uh, splitter. Yep. And I'm like, what? 101 mile an hour? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He's been he's been the best. Now he he's had a couple hiccups, but for the most part, he's been the best one, most consistent out of the bullpen. The thing I like most is the Phillies can feel Milwaukee breathing down their necks. And the Brewers picked up two big wins to stop the bleeding over there. Um, big win uh last night for them. Uh, but the Phillies. They found a way to come back and win that last game against Toronto. And I'm thinking when they got a second inning sack fly from Veerling again, coming through in a clutch, um, I'm thinking, man, one run's not enough to beat this Atlanta team. And lo and behold, it turned out they didn't have to go deep into their bullpen. You're right, Rob uh, Rob Thompson uh, got the most strategic and the best options he could to handcuff this Atlanta lineup when you went with Eflin and Alvarado, and it paid off. Mm-hmm. Not many times. It's only the second time this season they won one nothing games. So that should right. tell you, you know how how, how rare those games are. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
But for me, as a baseball fan, a baseball purist, I enjoyed that game more so than I, I did watching like a 10-9 game, a 9-8 game. You know, that, that brought back a lot of old school memories when you watch those games that were 2-1, to 3-2, to one nothing type games. Uh, to me, that was baseball at its finest last night. Drama from start to finish because everybody's on edge. Yeah. Atlanta's trying to, you know, Atlanta's trying to catch the Mets. Phillies are trying to catch it, San Diego, and hold the Brewers off. Mm-hmm. So much drama in this series. Now, if they get one more, I'm happy if they split. If they take three out of four, hey, more power to them. Yeah, and that's what September baseball should be. You know, we haven't had enough of it or any of it in a really long time. And you're right, Derek. That was living on every pitch. And, and, yes. and you know, during the – let's face it, and I love baseball. You guys know that. But if it's June, you're not hanging on every pitch. Yeah, I mean, maybe you are in the ninth. But, you know, this right, game right. – Everything was critical, and I'm. Oh man, was I so? I'm so annoyed. I got a what? What a what in a? It's a whole event flipping back and forth between the freaking Amazon oh, yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. and Speaking of which, it takes did 20 you, minutes to get back to the freaking Amazon game when I want to see what's happening with the Phillies. Did you remote? Did your I Amazon remote, freeze up all night? Kept yeah. freezing up. Yeah, mine did. Kept, I heard you guys talking about it back and forth, but it, yeah, didn't. it kept freezing, man. You watching problems. the game. And problems. it kept freezing. I had to jump out and then try to jump back in. Same. And you're right, Rob. Ten minutes to go from the baseball game to Amazon. Yeah. Well, I got to go, like, go who's watching it? Uh, you know, like, I, you, do you guys have that? Like, it's your wife. It's the kid. It's you. I'm like, it's me. I'm like, you know, and I'm missing plays because of it, man. <laughs> like, get this fixed, man. I don't need this. I'm trying to watch both of your products. Look, look, look. Cleveland Steelers. Bam, and it comes on. Oh, no, man. I got to go through whose account it is. I hit it whose account it is, and then it turns the game. Then on. there's another thing, though. There's one more. Like, do you want to watch the game? Yeah, I want to watch the game. There's nothing else I want to watch on there right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I've been watching it all night. I'm going back and forth to it. Oh. I'm, I'm still, you know, still, I'm still a little bit concerned about the top of this Phillies order. Last night they go two for 15, eight strikeouts between the first four hitters. Harper's a mess, Derek. Harper That's unbelievable. Is I don't get it. Bl- I'm watching the game. AJ Pierzynski, who's doing the game for Fox last night, yeah, yeah, uh, suggests they they intentionally or, or unintentionally walk Bohm to get to Harper. I can what? You imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what he, he said even, last night, and he scary. wasn't doing it in addition. Yeah. He's like, "Look, I know it sounds crazy, but," and, and I was like, after he said it at first, I'm like, "Dude, give me a break." But then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, "It's not that crazy right now." I'm telling you, Harper struck out twice. Uh, Schwarber struck out twice. Hoskins struck out three times last yeah. night. And then Bohm struck out once as well. I know. And I'm thinking, you're not going to be successful going to – your first four batters are not going to be successful going two for 15 in a playoff situation with eight, nine, ten strikeouts. That's not – you. The, the same thing – the same big boppers that was, that was swinging well. Man, all of a sudden, it's gone cold lately, man. I don't get I know. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I – Derek, your lone run last night, and props to him, is a veerling sack fly. The guy yeah. who had to go five for five the day before. Yeah, and won that know, game. Right. So, like, it's great that you're getting something out of those guys, but you can't keep counting on those guys. Yeah. To, you know, it's mm. – I'm with you. Your big bop – other than – I'll I'll excuse Rail Muto 100%. But you, I agree. Your big boys need to start really playing here, even if you can – you may be able to still get in with them not playing great, but you will not. You'll get bounced quick in the playoffs if they're not if they don't start showing up. What's the first round? Three out of five. Yeah. So I mean, right oh, yeah. now, oh. I know. Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. right now, um, who would they play right now? So if it ends right now, because of the third place team, they play the Cardinals. 
If they end up, they're only a half back of the Padres. If they end up in second, they would then play the Braves if the Braves don't surpass the Mets. Wait, did the, the Padres lose last? Oh, the Padres lost to the Cardinals last night, five. To right. Day, it was a day, okay. uh, afternoon, a day late game. afternoon game. Yep. 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 So now they're within half half game of the Padres again. Okay. And two and so a half up on Milwaukee. It's very tight. Like, there's a lot of stuff over the next, what is it, 13 games that can happen. Yep. There's a lot yep. of things that can happen yep. uh, between now and then. So they got to get him. They got to get Harper. I don't know what you do. They He sat him, uh, was it last week? He sat him down. Last week, yep. Which wasn't a bad move, I thought, just to kind of clear his head a little bit. But I, I don't know. I mean, I uh, I think it's just a case of the guy's pressing a little bit. And the other thing is, and I know he hit his 40th the other day, and he had a big hit, big single the other night. But yep. you hope Schwarber can start getting things going here just just to kind of keep the uh, keep the momentum here with the top of the order. Uh, that's for sure. Um, all right, so let, let's dig into some of these uh, some of these big games in the NFL, guys, because we, we have some killers. I'm going to start with this. Spend a little time on this one. Bills and Dolphins. I mean, you, you have a Bills team that is lighting everybody up uh, offensively, but also not giving up a lot of points either. And you have a Dolphins team that was down, what, 21 points at the half last week and came back in Baltimore to win that game. And the numbers between Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddell and Tua with six touchdowns. Sick. Woo! We're nuts. This one's going to be fun, man. I wish I was in Miami to see that game. Yeah, amen. I mean, not Buffalo, because right now Buffalo, Buffalo is too cold for me right now. (laughs) Already? Already. September. I can remember covering a game in Buffalo in September. Eagles are playing in Buffalo in September. When I got on the plane in Philly, it was still over 80 degrees. When I got off the plane like an hour and a half later in Buffalo, it was in the 50s. It was dark overcast, wow. and the wind was blowing. I'm like, man, how the world people – no wonder this is such a depressed city. Man, who the really? world wants to live in this mess? That was the – I think that was the opener, wasn't it? I think it was the season it was, opener. It was the opener or the second or game. the second I game. I, yeah. yeah. Yep. That, but I was now, like, somebody jumped off sides. Of they, they drew them all uh, – uh, Juquay Thomas uh, jumped so, off yeah. sides in that game. Like, hey, <laughs> get, get me out of here. You yeah, know? Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you this, man. I, I did – um. I did a Syracuse spring game, you know, that's not too far from Buffalo. Mm. And I did it in the first, the first or second week in April, I did the spring game. No, it might've been towards the end of March. It was towards the end of March. And it, they, it, they hit us with about an, a foot of snow right as I'm driving into town, Jeez. a foot of snow. I'm like, come on, man. It's, 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 it's almost, it's almost April. And I'm driving in here and and, and slipping and sliding. It, you know, it's, it's only like maybe a four and a half, five hour drive. Right. Took me every bit of seven to get uh, there. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah. So I didn't want to fly because they didn't have a time. And, you know, I didn't know I could get there, get in and get out. But sh- I should have just flew. Mm. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty brutal. Hey, let me give you the uh, a couple updates on this one. So the Bills are going to be without Dane Jackson, who had that scary mm-hmm. injury, if you guys remember the corner. Yeah. Micah Hyde and, oh, what? and Jordan Phillips in this game. What? Oh, yes. Dane, Dane Jackson That's neck, huge. Micah huge. Hyde neck, and Jordan Phillips hamstring. That's well. That that puts things in a whole different perspective. Perspective because um uh, because um you know they still don't have Tre'Davious White back yet, right? Yeah. Well, they're still like uh, Jordan Poyer's dealing with a foot. Oh, Ed geez. Oliver's dealing with an ankle. Tim Settle's dealing with a calf. They're really banged up in this one. Well, Who's then, coming, Tyreek? Yeah, that's a, then you got the speed. 
I don't know, man. And no Tredavious White. He's still rehabbing from that ACL. Yeah. And Buffalo's so- playing in the heat in Miami. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, man. This may be setting up for a dolphin game. Yes. Hey, hey, you know what? While we're on football, I want to answer your question, Barrett. I forgot to, when we were talking about Cleveland in the first segment. Let's go back to that Cleveland game last night for a moment. There was a play, and unfortunately, uh Cleveland linebacker Anthony Walker, his season could be over because he suffered a knee injury. I it saw is, that. it is so they, but it so, is, by the way, Derek. He's done. Uh, so they go back and they show the ISO play. The offensive lineman, Chuck Woma Okafor. Yeah. Okay, first of all, he blows Starting him right up. Tackle. Yeah, blows him up. And you see his knee bend, and you know it's not going to be good. Right. But the play is going downfield, and you see Okafor standing there, turned back, and dove on top of him. Yeah. Did you see that? That was a tempo setter. Did you? I'm like, I don't, I don't condone it. Get... I don't condone it. He might get a slip from the league. But, I mean, that's – that's. come on, man. You you saw you – see, you've seen – the guy that's actually giving out the penalties and, and John do the same thing, you know what I'm saying, throughout his career. It's a tempo setter. You you want to finish a guy. How's that not unsportsmanlike conduct? It it is, man. But I mean, that's you don't remember John Runyon doing the same thing. I don't know what same you're talking exact- about. I don't, <laughs> about. I don't know what you're talking about. I will not speak ill of John Runyon right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I I will not I will not but no no you're right John Runyon John Runyon was one of the dirtiest players I've ever seen played to the whistle up close, up close and personal played to the whistle but, but but the referee called what was it was a five yard penalty yeah. they totally ignored what I'm thinking that man that man pile draft he pulled a diamond cutter on him <laughs> boom straight on top of him. I'm yeah. like everybody in the in the mother saw it. And they I don't know. call anything. Referees totally ignore so it. Ra- like, it's so random. Like, y- you never can figure out what – the obvious stuff doesn't get called. The ticky-tack stuff do- – I-, I don't know. I can't I- – I can't figure it out. I really can't. Well, I'm well, sorry. It's, it's, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, it's – I mean, it's a gladiator sport. Man. It's the nature of football. And, you know, you know, you see guys cleaning up piles and stuff like that. You know, they don't do it as much as they used to. But, man, I can remember back yeah. in the day, bro, we yeah. were – Boom, bam, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, yeah. it was, it was a must. It was yeah. an absolute must that we used to do it. You know, our office line coach, you know, he's be like, you know, oh, what is all this standing around here? Right. What is this standing around? Why, why aren't you hitting somebody? Yeah. 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 Russ Graham was like, hey, he's coming. Hey, poor chop. Let me see you standing right there again. And you'll be standing next to me. <laughs> oh, so be it. Yeah, I gotta go get somebody before he gets me. So I'm going to get him. I'm yeah. going to get him. I'm going well, you, to get you, him. You guys remember the first segment? I said I could see a couple of uh, unbeaten teams falling this week, and you guys kept saying, "Who?" I said, "I'll just wait." And now that we're on that on that um, on that segment talking about the, the big matchups, I see three teams, three undefeated teams that could possibly fall this week. Wow, three. I can see even more so after what we just discussed about Miami. I can see Miami knocking Buffalo from the ranks of the unbeaten. Absolutely. Now, yeah. now that I see all this, yep. this injury report. I can see Green Bay knocking Tampa Bay from the ranks of the unbeaten. Yep, I buy that 100%. And That's I a can see, game, by the way. Yep, and I can see Dallas knocking the Giants from the ranks of the unbeaten. Uh-huh. I, Derek, yeah, you're. I think you're right on, man. Yep. All three. I, three games. Those are the three games I would not touch. <laughs> those are my three games. I'm always picking games I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch any of those games this week. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah, you. But you're right. I agree some great you. games on the schedule, man. So, oh, so give it to me one more time. Give it to me one more time. What's your yeah, three? Yeah, Miami beats yep. uh, the Bills. Yeah. Yep. That's one. The Packers beat the Bucks, so we're still undefeated. 
Yep. That's two. And banged up. Yep. Dallas on Monday night knocks the Giants off who are still in. You forget the Giants that, are still in. That goes without that that goes without saying right yep. there. Yeah. I could see just that one. But now you say I can definitely see the Packers getting up for that game against yeah. Tampa Bay. Especially with Tampa being as nicked up as they are. They're the walking wounded right now. Yeah. But that defense is still a monster though. And no Mike Evans. No, Mike, no Evans. Mike Evans. Yep. Yeah. Keep that and no mind. no um Akeem Hicks. No Akeem uh, Hicks. Yeah. Either. No Hicks. Yep. 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 Wow. Yeah, that that they're 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 not in that is not a good setup for the Bucks. Even though their defense is still nasty, they're really hurt, man. I just don't know how Brady puts up a lot of points in that game with what he's got out there. They're only averaging what seventeen points a game right now. They're not scoring a lot, but they're only giving yeah. up six and a half six points a game. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. They're, and Green Bay's got a bunch of kids. Game. Yeah, I see. That. I don't like that game, but you know, um, I think if if Green Bay's defense plays the way they played against the Chicago, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, that is going to be a good game. I agree with you. I agree. All right, let's do this. We'll, we'll uh, we're gonna have Brian Mitchell about two fifteen. We're not done with the games. We, we hit the we hit the Bills. We hit the backer, Packers Bucks. We still there's a good five six others that we'll get into. Uh, a couple things with uh, Sean Payton that may portend to something. Uh, a move by the Ravens. A bunch of other stuff. So we'll do that. We'll get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll continue with the NFL talk. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services because Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem you may face. So do you have any type of tree issues on your property, in your yard? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we have storm season upon us now. You want to get your trees evaluated. You don't want to mess around with that. You could have some issues of, of a tree falling into your property. You know, your neighbor, whatever the case may be, could cause some damage for you. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610 850 48-610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. everybody Derek Gunn, Eric Brooks, Rob Ellis with you. Uh, we are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. By the way, go to jacobsports.com. Great content on there with the Eagles, especially as uh, you get revved up for the Eagles and the uh, Washington Commanders coming up on Sunday. All right, so uh, and, and, and let's get a plug for your gun on one, Derek. You have uh, B West this week, correct? B West this week. Uh, man, B West, um, just to hear him talk about his new role as uh, executive director a player engagement for the new XFL and what he hopes to accomplish as a guy who's been successful both as an athlete and now as a, an investor and entrepreneur. Who better to try to guide young men and get them on the right path? Um, you know, wow. If you haven't heard it, um, if you just don't want to hear more X's and O's about what they did Monday night against Minnesota, what, you know, what, what he sees uh, coming up between the Eagles and Washington, Listen to his message uh, at the end of the podcast about trying to help young men prepare themselves because professional football is so minuscule in their lives uh, and trying to get them on the right path because the biggest problem is trying to get young people who finally get a few dollars to understand this money is not going to last forever. You know, you're going to have to get a common job at some point in your life where you may make 50, 60,000 a year, which is not bad money, but you're going from making, even if you a low, low end, a hundred thousand, uh, $500,000, that's not going to last you until you're in your forties, fifties and sixties, unless you have a plan to put yourself in that kind of financial arena consistently. And that's why when we hear the stories about over 80% of NFL players end up broke when they're done playing, it's because they don't think beyond the next check. Mm. It's, it's sad. It really is sad. You know, you look at um, the running back who played, a, a prime example of running the running back who played for um, 
the Washington football team when they were still the Redskins um, back Clint in the Portis. 90s. Clinton Portis, prime example. He made a lot of money. He ended up living in a two-bedroom apartment, and then he had to do jail time because he was a part of a scam, an insurance scam, because he needed money. And there's a lot of players out there, you know, that get caught in, in those things because they don't know how to make ends meet anymore. They didn't. They never had a plan. They thought they could live off their names forever, and they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad, and there's a lot of education for the for the players now too. Oh my goodness! Uh, so hopefully, bro. I mean, I mean, look at me, man. I, bro, I, I that, that NFL money left a long time ago. You right. know what I'm saying? But I had to grind, scratch, and claw, man. I, 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 I literally did an internship at NFL Films, where I was serving coffee and 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 going to pick up stuff and 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 you know, grinding behind the scenes, being a producer. I was a producer before I became an honor talent. Right. So, yeah. Right. You know, it's 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 one of those things where you gotta you gotta understand that the NFL stands for not for long. I played 12 seasons, but in my 12 seasons, I yeah. made what these guys are making in one year. Mm. I nickel and dime the league. Now nickel and dime the league, you don't hear me complaining about it. Yeah, because it's better it than was, it was great money. Most but, people nickel and dime it. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's, it's you you have making a lot more money, but you have a lot less, you know, and in, yeah. in, in yeah. you have a lot less because you're 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 living a lifestyle large that's a lot more. Yeah. You know, so yeah. hey, well, look, Eric, we'll we see. all can't we all can't live like D Gun. Exactly Here we right. go. Here we go. Yeah, we what? Are, what at at, at at a lower middle class level, you can't all live like D Gun. <laughs> really? How how many grills you got, D Gun? How many cars you got? How many boats you got? I got. Don't get me started. Don't don't you dare start with me. Don't do it. Don't I do got, it, Brooks. Um, I got um um. Uh-huh. Right, why don't I say both of you two? <laughs> Thank, you Ross. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Let, let's go back to the matchups. So we did the Bills and the Dolphins, uh, okay. Packers and the Bucks. Rams Cardinals is an interesting one. I mean, you have the Rams who got a win last week, but almost yeah. gave it up to Atlanta, yeah. and then you have the Cardinals who had a comeback for the ages against the Raiders, where some of the most insane plays you'll ever see to close out a game you know, by Kyler Murray, whether it's two point conversions or throwing touchdowns or whatever, but none of that happens if the Raiders don't just cough it up, which they did. I mean, literally and figuratively. Um, What do you expect there? That game's in Arizona. Wow. Rams in Arizona. Yeah. I think Arizona might win that game. In Arizona. I think Arizona might win that game. Rams Mm. can't stop anybody. Yeah. It's not crazy. I mean, they almost let Atlanta come back. They had Atlanta mm-hmm. dead to right. Atlanta's marching down the field with Marcus Mariota quarterbacking. They would get within striking distance. And if Mariota doesn't serve up the, the, the quail, he overthrew his receiver and, 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 and Jalen Ramsey picks it off. We might be sitting here talking about the Rams lost the game to Arizona. I mm-hmm. mean, to Atlanta. Mm. Yeah. I, look, I think they get it together, though, man. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see our up before I fully believe anything with Arizona play a complete game. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, where you're not, and, and, you know, look, the same goes for the Rams here. I really, this is kind of both of these teams. I, I, I want to see them play. I want to see the Rams defense show me something. Yep. Um, you know, Stafford needs to stop turning the ball over, which has been a major issue here. Um, yep. You know, I think both of these teams, it's early, but have a lot to prove. I couldn't agree with you more. 
Yes. Um, yes. Arizona. The only reason I give Arizona an edge is because they're playing this game at home. But the Rams have problems. You know, Barrett brought it to light before the first game about the issues of left tackle, and that surfaced glaringly against Buffalo. And then the defense has not been dominant. You know, you give up 27 points to it. Marcus Mariona and Atlanta. Really? And that's that's the most damning thing right there. Yeah. Defense was supposed to be back on track. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they, they lost their pass rusher, but they had guys there that can fill in. Absolutely. But – you got the most dominant player I thought in football and he has done little to nothing this year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Eric Donald was the most dominant. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what team, I mean, it, it I do have a, no, have a, I do know what, how you would stop them. You, you game plan just like the Eagles did. You run right over them. You don't try to side slam. You don't want to, you don't try to run away from them. You run right at them. Run play action. When you run play action, you got a double team at the point of attack, and that's where he is. Yep. You know where he's going to be sitting. So, you know, that's that's how you stop a guy like him. Yeah. Yeah, well said. All right, let's go uh, Ravens-Patriots. So, Ravens Ooh. last week cough one up where they were up huge to the Dolphins. The Patriots stabilized uh, and got a win last week over the Steelers, which I don't know how impressive that is. But anyway, they won. Uh, Mac Jones played pretty well. Their defense played pretty well. This game's in New England. Uh, I'm not mm. sold yet on New England. Uh, I would, if I'm, I'm leaning either. here, I'm leaning towards the Ravens, but I do worry about their defensive backfield for sure. Well, I, I worry about, I, I worry about Superman also doing too much until they get some running backs True. who can help him out. You know, um, he's got the pass catchers, but he's running way too much again. I mean, it, it, it was a thing of beauty to watch a quarterback outrun a secondary 79 yards for a touchdown. I mean, that's a freak of nature, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to see him running, running like that all the time, but that's how he got hurt last year, trying to do too much, you know, and you know, he's in a position now after watching him two games, every time he steps on the field, if he keeps this up, he's adding more dollars to the bank account when they sit down and negotiate after the season. But um, I I don't, that's a tough game. Bill Belichick scheming for Lamar Jackson, that that'll be interesting. That's a, that's an interesting game to watch right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and look, Harbaugh was very publicly critical of his defense defense period, but in, specifically his defensive backs. He went after them pretty good. I'm going to be curious to see how they respond this week. Um, it's not like New England is going to go in there lighting the world on fire with the receivers, right. but you right. want to see, you know, how those guys are able to react. That that part's going to be going to be really interesting. Um, Lions Vikings. God, this might be the game. That's the game that I, I feel as though gives the Eagles, you know, what validation. Saying? Yes, definitely. More validation, I guess. Yes. A lot. Oh, I, you can be looking at a lot of points in this one. I, I'm not sure either defense is going to hold up real well. You got the Vikings smarting after the Eagles put it on them. Yep. And the Division Lions game. Feeling, yeah, Lions feeling good about themselves. They're coming off a win. They beat uh, the Commanders. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. It's the division game, man. And it, it's always a close division game like this. When I played for the Lions, man, it was always, you know, playing against, you know, the, the Vikings was crazy, man. You know, especially playing them in their house because it got so loud in that old stadium. Yeah. Um, this stadium's loud, but it was nothing like the old stadium, man. I mean, you, I'm going against uh, Lance Johnstone and, 
Oh, and my Temple guard, zone. Yeah, yeah. I knew you would love that. Man. And then, um, you know, my guard, Mike Compton, is playing against one of the most feared Hall of Famers in the world in yep. John Randall. No, oh, man. And he's going crazy, man. John Randall is going nuts. He's 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 making stuff up. Oh, oh, B. Brooks, B. Brooks. Did he just call me the N? He, that oh, MF just called me the N word oh, on TV. Said this. Oh. He just called me that on. Bro, I'm like, bro. So you know, Mike Compton now is just turning red. I never, you know, I never said that. B. Oh. You know, just I mean, it was it was unbelievable how much gamesmanship Randall, uh, uh John Randall had. Man, I mean, mm. he he. he he would find a way to get up underneath Compton's skin all the time, man. You know, Compton was from West Virginia. And Compton, he's like, oh, oh, is, is your sister, your aunt, your uncle? Or like, I'm like, what? I mean, he's just killing them, man. I mean, Compton would be a total wreck after the game. Yeah. Total wreck. Man. Well, yeah. listen, I believe it. Uh, I, I can't, uh, can't fault him for that, man. All right, guess who we have? <laughs> guess who's ready to rock and roll? Yes. Oh! Player, former Giant. Of course, now you can hear him, 106.7 The Fan, and of course, NBC Sports Washington. We've had him on the show before, friend of the show. Always great speaking with him. That's Brian Mitchell. Brian, how are you, man? Hey, Mitch. I'm good, brother. How y'all doing, man? Good, man. Brian, we're great, man. We're great. We're excited for this game. Uh, you know, divisional matchup. We know it's never you, – you, you, we can sit there all week and say, it's, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. But you know you, you know this better than anybody probably on the earth because you played on, in three of the four of the teams. You you do really. It sounds cliche, but you throw a lot of that stuff out when it's a division game. Is that still not true? You you do throw it out the window. I think when when everything is equal, you can throw it out the window for the most part. But <laughs> oh well, okay. There you here go. Here we go. Right. Here we go. I know where we're going. All right. This is what I've been waiting for. When I look at this team, I think um, as I just finished my radio show and I was talking to him earlier, I said it seems like the narrative here has come to we're trying to make it seem like the Eagles' defense isn't as good as they are. I say they're not as good as they used to be, but they're still better than anything we've seen, you know, and and I think we're doing that because we notice, yes, they've had some success offensively, but you also have to look at the Detroit game and say, well, Detroit was up so far and they weren't playing a real defense. Mm -hmm. They were kind of playing more of a prevent. They allowed us back in the game. As soon as we got close, they scored another touchdown and put it away anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just think that ultimately – there were some negative things people are trying not to look at, but as a former player, I look at those things mm-hmm. and I saw things get a little worse in the Detroit game, although they did do great in the second half, but I also know how teams play in the second half. So I'm concerned because of what I saw Monday night with the Eagles, they seem as complete as can possibly be. And I think they took their foot off the gas in the second half a little bit, which allowed it not to be as bad as it should have been. 24 7. That game should have been 38 40 to 7. Yes, yes. But, but, you but know? I broke down the film, man. And I'm watching um, I'm watching your defense. And they had a bear front end. They had Navajo. They had they had they covered the center and both guards. That's the that's a run stop, a 50 that's a run stopping front. And Swift was still running on them. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is is that a problem? Is is that a big a problem as I is, is, as I'm thinking it is? Well, they put the five-man front end, and they've been touting this for a long time. And I don't think many people remember this. You go back to what it was a forty-six defense, I think they called it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. uh, in '85, that was uh, the Bears started it. 
Yep. Then we yep. go to Buddy Ryan in Philadelphia, where we call this solid dub fist, where yep, yep, you solid dub. people over the guard on one side, you got one the guy outside uh, of the tackle, then on the other side, you have a guy outside the tackle, but you bring a linebacker up and you move the linebacker over it. And it's normally something that can stop the run. Joe Gibbs found a way to run against it. Yeah, and he we did. a lot of it. Now, when I look at this team, you know, I, I liken it back to when we – I was with Washington with Norv Turner. We played against Sean Gilbert and the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yep. They had this huge defensive line. What do you do to that? You run outside, you run outside. They're running back and forth. Then you go straight down the middle of the field on them because they're tired now. And I think what is happening where this D-line, Jonathan Allen is good, but he's hurt. Deron Payne has played better than anybody on the D-line this year. But that's two of your five. And if I can block them and I can get the other three guys better than the other one, I got holes to run through. And they have an issue at the second level. The linebackers aren't feeling up playing well. You know, I had a former player, I'm not going to throw his name out there, but he was saying the D linemen are playing good, but guess what? They have nobody filling the holes. Mm-hmm. I found out something the other day that D linemen have two gaps to play. <laughs> you got two gaps to play, you're not playing any of them. Linebackers, <laughs> you got two gaps, you're not playing any. You know, so that's where the problems are coming from. You know, I'm looking at this team. This is the third year they're in this defense. And I'm still seeing the same thing. So I've always said these coaches like to go and talk about how difficult their stuff is. When it's too difficult for your players to get it, then you know what? It's too damn difficult. Mm -hmm. Simplify it and use your strengths and go with it. You don't do that, you're going to have problems. Hey, B. Mitch, how bad is that offensive line in Washington? You know what? They're not as bad as they have seen. It's the injuries. Then you look, uh-huh. now Rouye is out, okay? He, Rouye is the best center they had. He was coming off an injury. Now he's out again, okay? Your right guard, uh, the guy who came from Carolina that was running around guys, he's been hurt, missed most of the uh, of training camp. Trey Turner missed most of training camp. You got people playing in those spots. Now you got Swisher playing. He's not a real center. He's a guard. You know, Posman is a second-year guy trying to learn. Leno has played okay, but he hasn't played terrific because if Aiden Hutchinson doesn't get hurt, he had six, seven sacks himself last week. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, mean, oh, I think that's the thing about it where, you know, Aiden Hutchinson was eating them alive. So I don't know if anybody is on this on the same roster on Philadelphia like they are in Detroit, but he gave both of those tackles problems. They were moving him back and forth. Okay. And we had we we witnessed yeah. it too. They, they, next week, you got Michael Parsons. So yep. <laughs> you know, it doesn't get any better. And like what what I, I've always tried to be a guy like this. I'd rather tell you the truth and tell you what I truly see. And I may see I see some positives. This offense had they're potent with their with their receivers now. They mm-hmm. they can do some things, but you look at Philly, they got some good defensive backs. Will they run as free as they did against Jacksonville? Will they be able to do the things they did in the second half against Detroit? Because I saw Slay playing the other night, and Jefferson is considered top three in his league. He didn't have he didn't do much against uh Slay. You know, Bradbury is a guy who can play. So ultimately now we're starting to see where we did some things against lesser teams. Now we're going to start playing teams that are not, that are, that are not as uh, bad as we are. Will we be able to do those same things? And now, that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've, been, they've struggled. The, the Washington has uh, defending the run as well. And, and yeah. we know that that's probably you know, the Eagles' greatest strength. I mean, last year they were number one. I think they're number two this year, whatever it is. Is this a game, if you're the Eagles, as much as you there's the allure of throwing it to A.J. Brown and Devontae, that you should be able to to get a lot done on the ground? Well, you should be able to, but I think the problem with the Eagles, not the problem, but what the Eagles need to do is 
you know, the coaches and the teams that come out and they they dictate to you. They don't allow you to dictate to them. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they're the best run team in the league, run the ball. Because if you start running, what do they have to do? They have to now start bringing people up to try and stop it. Mm-hmm. Then it's much easier for A.J., you know, and for Goddard and for, for uh, Levante to go out and run routes then. So if you keep doing – if the Eagles keep doing what they've been doing, they should dictate to them. I don't think like I saw in the first game with, with, with Washington, they came out quick game. Jacksonville didn't know what was going on. In the next game, they went completely away from that. Why? You were good at it. Nobody stopped it yet. Keep doing it. So I would say if Jalen Hurts and that running game is the biggest threat you have, you start with that, and then all of a sudden you find out the passes are even easier. I say all of that, guys. Did I not say everything that he just said? Did I not just yes. say this early on today? No, yes. I didn't hear you, you say everything. it. I, I didn't hear you say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Right, no, right. You That's did. what I said. You you, yeah. you got to go out there, and it doesn't matter who you're playing. Mm-hmm. You do what you do best and let them do all the correcting and, 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 yeah. and see if you can stop, you know? I liken the two back in the day. You knew when John Riggins ran off the sideline, they're running 60, 70 <laughs> And Joe Gibbs didn't care if he was in a 4-3, a 3-4, a solid dub, or whatever he wanted to do. He ran the 60-70 counter, and he did. I think I look at the Eagles, you're looking at one of the best offensive lines in the league. Why would you be concerned about anybody you're playing against? You know, know. I'm running the ball. If I get four yards the first one, I'm going to see if I get four the second one. You know, <laughs> and then I'm going to keep doing that all game because we know. When you're being lean, like you, I always tell everybody, I don't care how much you weigh, grab somebody your size and wrestle with them for about four or five seconds and let them go, and then grab them again. Watch how tired you get. Because <laughs> the, the aggressor is going to be less tired than the guy uh-huh. who has to defend. So if I'm teeing off on you running the football, you're going to get tired before I get tired. Yeah. Hey, B. Mitch, give me your assessment of Carson Wentz and how he's been fitting in, and can he be a long-term solution to what has been a, a quarterback carousel down there since 2018. When you look at him, he has all the athletic ability and all the physical talents and attributes that you need to be a great quarterback. Uh, he has the size and things of that nature. Right now, Carson is saying everything that he needs to say. He's being the, the perfect guy, saying all the right stuff. But he's had some level of success thus far. you know. And he's in a town right now where they haven't had a good quarterback in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been over here. Since I stopped playing ball here, I guarantee it's been 25 quarterbacks, okay? And you're talking about since, what, 2000, when I left the game to Philly? So in about 22 years, it's been well over 25 quarterbacks. Jeez. And when you begin to look at that, when you look at that, and now you got a guy, and everybody said, well, he's better than what we had. Okay, well, let's look at this fact. In the first game, he threw two, two interceptions and three passes that allowed a team to get back into a game then he had to have a great game to he must get you back into it. So what he ha- what he had to fight back from, he inflicted it on the team himself. Now, in the last game, in the first half, everyone is saying, oh, man, we couldn't do anything. He, hold, he held on to the ball long. He was the one that got the safety in the end zone because he started, they were on the five-yard line, okay? He was on the goal line. When he gave up the sack, he was four yards deep. So why do you need to be nine yards deep? So this is the things he needs to worry about. He has the long windup. So I think he he still has things that I can see people working against that can work against him, but he has the big arm to throw the ball down the field to a Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the pass. We can put it in the right spot for Jahan Dotson. But I, the question I would ask is, if things are not happening good, will that quarterback be the 
calm, cool, collective guy that you want to see. Mm. That, who, who you talking about? I know you're not talking about Carson. I'm saying, it, yeah. It, so for long, <laughs> I, I'll say this. Sir. So when we ask the question about long term, Carson came in. He has a, a contract where he makes 28 million this year, Whew. which is low compared to the top notch quarterbacks. Yeah. If you, they said he's our guy. We think he's he gonna be our guy for a long time. Well, next year he makes 27, and next year he makes 26. They had to let people go. Tim Steadle, Matt Ioannidis, guys that gave them depth on the defensive line. Absolutely. If they if he was much, that much their guy, you tear that contract up and you give him a new deal, you have more money to spend. You don't have to let those two guys go, right? Mm. So they they didn't make a commitment to him for a long term because if things don't work out this year, they can let him go and they owe nothing. Wow. So they got themselves in a position oh. where they're saying, hey, show us. But if you don't, they'll go to the next one. Well, Brian, let me ask you just on that for a minute with Wentz. You know, you look at the numbers and across the board, they're pretty good other than the interceptions. And I, I'm mm-hmm. not just glossing over that. I know that's a big deal. But from what you've seen, has he been the same guy that we saw here where, oh, my God, he's going to blow you away one minute with something. And then the next minute you're saying, oh, like, how can that even happen? Has it been that way? You know what? I can, I can tell you this. And, and uh, Barry saw the film. I watched the film. And I can tell you he had three interceptions. He could easily have over 10 right now. Okay. In the last game against Detroit, there were three that were directly in guys' hands that they dropped, and another one that was kind of would have had to be a great catch. Right. You know, and when you look at the pro football grade, pro football reference grade and stuff like that, PFF, what they are telling you is the amount of balls that are hitting other people's hands and they're dropping them, they they give you a negative grade for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So people see, oh, he just set a franchise record for – Seven touchdown passes in the first two games. It's been a running football team for years. Mm. So that's not saying much, really, to be honest with you. But, yes, I give him credit for the touchdown, but I'm still looking at how many balls were in other people's hands, and they just – that's why they play DB, I guess, because they can't catch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that troubles me because when you start playing the better teams, I watch Slay let, – let those same balls touch his hands. I guarantee you they won't beat on incompletions. Right. Mm. So well- – until you like, I watch games where you can watch certain games, and there are quarterbacks that don't put the ball anywhere near another team's hands. So it, he, he's better than what they had, and if that's what you want to just go by somebody being better than what you have, then you can have somebody better. But that doesn't mean he's in the best of the league. Gotcha. Is Jahan Dawson legit? He he's for real. You know, watching him in training camp and watching Santana Moss go around him and talk with him, and he was giving me a lot of praise on him. Tory Smith. Former Eagle up there, he told yep. me the same thing. Then you watch this kid. This kid can run. He runs every route. And, you know, Barry, you know this. Like most, most receivers, even in the NFL, catch the ball with their body or something like that. Yep, yep. He touches everything with his hands. Wow, he looks it in. He leg up, yeah. The kid, he, he has all the skills, and he, he works at it. Then he's mature like Terry McLaurin. That's why he reminded me so much of Terry. And I'm just, I say I hope this kid can play because I'm comparing him to Terry already. And it, it, this dude can play, man. Well, your, your other guy, um, Samuels, man, people don't understand how much of a weapon he is. Yeah. They use him like a Debo Samuels. They use him as far as getting that offense to click, you know, a jet sweep, you know, get yeah. the defense going a certain direction. He has become that that guy that you guys haven't had in a long time, man. In fact, so much, though, that Sims isn't even touching the field right now. Yeah, Sims not touching the field, and I think he's more of the guy that they want to use when they get down in the red zone and things of that nature. But uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, he can – Run the ball out the backfield. He can run routes out the backfield. He can jet sweep. He can line up in a slot outside. He can do everything. But 
he's he, I heard him in an interview today. He he was um he's a former running back, but I don't think he's built like a Debo Sam. Debo Sam, no, no, he's a, and, and that's a thick dude. What can, happen, what can happen in that situation where he set out, but he had most of the games out last year because of a groin injury. He had surgery. They were only hid that for a while. That came out eventually. But if you overuse him, are you jeopardizing him? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. like. Christian McCaffrey, everybody thought the best ever in college he was, but how many years does he play every game? Not often. Yeah, so man. you have to be careful with that, and I think they need to watch Curtis out tremendously. Mm. Brian, you, your thoughts, you know, from a little bit of a distance watching Jalen Hurts and, and kind of where his game has gone. Uh, yeah, we're obviously blown away by the game Monday night, and we're seeing big-time improvement. But what's your sense here? Well, I, I think, you know, the one thing about him, you have to be a, a fan of him when he was in college and he was benched and the way he handled that. He handled it as a consummate pro. He did it better than most professionals would have handled it. Mm-hmm. Then this kid, he, he he passed the ball very effectively in Alabama. He passed the ball effectively when he went to Oklahoma. But when he got to the pros, people go, you know, when you're an athletic quarterback, they want to say, oh, man, he can't throw the football. Well, he threw a lot of touchdowns. So he has to just improve it because those late passes in college become touchdowns the other way in the pros. Right. I watched him in the game on um, on uh, Monday night, and I'm gonna tell you, man, he put like the one that got it, putting his hand and came down, and the guy knocked yep. it out. Best yep. throw of the game, I guess. Best one. Yep. Put balls in spots that they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, he 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 seems to be anticipating throws instead of like most college, uh, even even the passing quarterbacks that come out of college, they wait till the guy gets open to try to get the ball to him. He is throwing the ball now before guys break. He's throwing the guy before a guy turns. And I think that right there shows a lot about him taking a step forward. Uh, I hear how much he likes to work and then all the work he's putting in, and that game showed me that people wouldn't just blow in smoke. It's the yeah. truth. Because yeah. I watch him throw so many anticipatory uh, court, uh, passes that it, it didn't look like he's that running quarterback that could throw the ball. He was just – he seemed like a, a straight pass in the pocket to me. What does Washington have to do to keep this game close? Or is it they just don't have the personnel to keep this game close? They have to they have to get a running game. I mean, if they can run the football, then they get themselves a chance to use the weapons that they have. You know, if they can run the ball and they make the Eagles have to go some one-on-ones and deal with those guys, I think that uh, Curtis, uh, Jahan, and and, uh, and Terry can do some things. And then Logan, Logan Thomas has come back, and he's looking good. Yeah, yeah. But you have to run the ball, and you have to get touchdowns at the end. You can't be running, 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 taking time off the clock, kicking field goal. And then I don't have faith in George Sly anyway. So ultimately they have to have – and they can't turn the ball over and they can't stop the run. So I'd go old school. They better run the ball and stop the run or they're going to lose the game. Mm. Do you think um, Coach Rivera has is, is, is lost his message there? Do they still hear his message? Is he still um, the head coach that they need going forward? I think they get his message because – you know, one thing about Ron, he's a communicator. People like him. And just because somebody like it don't mean you're the actual great person for it or the right person for some things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at the overall. So Ron is coached what? This is his 12th year coaching. He don't have a winning season this year. He had three games that were over 500. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three, three years. It'll be six that were, I mean, nine on the other side. So is he a good coach? Yes. But just like, you know, I have kids now, and my kids going to be – I got kids married. They're going to be having kids here soon. I'm not going to treat my grandkids like I taught my kids. And sometimes I pick up a little bit of – Ron is not the – even when I played in Philly and he was there, he was more fiery than he is now. 
Mm. He played for the '85 Bears. That was no that 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 team wasn't no no no, no Bible totals. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's right. like sometimes you can lose the message, and then his mindset with this new rules and all that is like getting people to week one. Football is not week one. Football is 17 weeks now. Ah, da, da. So I don't care about what the new rules are. You still got to prepare your guys to play football, you know, and their training camps are, if I was in their training camps, I played 22 years. Easy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> easy. That sounds like, an eagle, sounds like an eagle training camp. Even worse than Philly. You look at, even like, it, it may not amount to much, but you look at even the Rams. The Rams are defending champions. All the talent in the world. They were embarrassed the first game. That's yeah. right. You still have to play football to get ready to play football. That's or right. what we should just what we should do is get rid of preseason altogether because the first three four weeks of regular season is preseason any damn way. That's right. Mm. You're exactly right, Brian. The the NFC looks pretty wide open, especially compared to the AFC. Uh, mm-hmm. it, is there anybody who you feel like I, we you touched on the Rams, but yeah, the Packers have their issues. The you know the 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 Bucks, even though they are undefeated, a lot of injuries and you know kind of. What's going on with Brady? What's your sense of the of the entire conference? I still believe, like you know, you look at the defense in Tampa, and you, Tom Brady, we know what he's capable of. You have to still put them up there. Aaron Rodgers lost a lot when he lost uh, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, he can say what he wants; they can think what they want. You can't make those other guys Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And the defense now is playing a lot more. We're seeing that they're going to lose some effectiveness. I think you have to throw the Eagles up there because mm-hmm. you know what they've done thus far, and you see. Jalen Hurts is not what people thought. Oh, he's just a running quarterback. No, he can throw it. And he has weapons that can hurt you. Mm-hmm. So you have to respect everybody. You know, the thing that makes the Eagles so, uh, uh, I would say, dangerous is you got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, what's it, Quez, Quez out there. Yeah, Quez Watkins. That's four people in the passing game you have to watch. You have two effective running backs, a quarterback who could break your back, and one of you not – Let's say top five offensive line in the league, they can put points on you. Then you look at their defense, and the defensive line may not be as potent and, and dominant as they were, but they're still better than most. Mm-hmm. And then the secondary that can pick the ball off and do some great things, that's deadly. You know, most teams, like we look at uh, a lot of the other teams, they don't have all of that. But the people I named, they all have it. Now, the Rams, I'm not counting the Rams out. Sean McVay is a magician with an offense, and they got enough defensive uh, firepower where they should come back. If they don't allow themselves to drop too far behind. Mm. Good stuff. Wow. Good stuff, Bri. Listen, man, uh, looking forward to Sunday. It's going to be fun. And we always oh. love when you come on the show. We are appreciated to be man. Thank you. Thanks, bro. You be good, man. All right. You got All it. That's Brian Mitchell. Yeah, Brian Mitchell. Again, uh, follow him on Twitter. Brian, as we said, always a straight shooter, man. Uh, at B Mitch Live NBCS. And also, he does. Uh, Middays, right, uh, Gunner, at 106.7 yeah. The Fan? No, uh, from 10 to 2. Yeah, yeah. I got yep. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Interesting insights there, right? I mean, um, so it take was, a- It was interesting because everything that I broke down earlier today is exactly what he just said. Yeah, right I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember anything I, I beyond the last 10 minutes. I, I know you don't. I, I know. I, it's, it's, so you it's, need me to reiterate again? His, grand, his grandkids buried to killing me. His grandkids. <laughs> You got me all over the place, man. Now you blaming the grandkids. Yes. I mean, you will, you will yes. soup. You just stoop to new levels, blaming yes. the poor grandkids. Yes, yes, I do. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um. Oh, let let's hit these last uh, last two games that we didn't get to before we uh, we get a timeout here. Uh, Raiders Titans. 
you know, Raiders are 0-2. I don't think any of us thought that was going to be the case. You got the nope. Titans at 0-2, and that's a team that won 12 games last year. Somebody got to win. Somebody. Yeah, I, I, I call think, that the desperation bowl. Yeah, it is. great point. I, I'll tell you what really stands out to me when it comes to Tennessee. Number one, they desperately, desperately made a mistake and desperately miss AJ Brown. If you're going to let him go and trade him or whatever, you were, it was a trade. If you're going to do that. You better replace him with more than just a rookie and Traylon Burks. Yeah. So what's happened is they're just straight king on Derrick Henry. Derrick yeah. Henry's rushed 34 times for 107 yards. That's a three yard average. It's 53 and a half yards per game. That's not Derrick Henry. He's got no help whatsoever. They're going to kill that poor man. He just came off an injury. Now you expect him to go out there. And they've got not just nine, uh, eight people in the box. They've got nine people in the box playing. And no threat over the top. Traylon Burke comes in out of shape. Uh, They don't, they don't even have Julio Jones anymore. Yeah. They have every, it's it's a new, they got the kid from, um, they got the kid from the Rams. What's his name? Um, Uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods. He came from the Rams. That's it. Yep. That's it. And he's got two catches for five yards (laughs) or for seven yards. Yeah. Ridiculous, man. So that's why that Titans team is looking like that. Isn't that the defense, man? It's, it's more so they have nothing to show for, for any offensive output. You know what I'm saying? And they got, they got one, they got one first rounder. As far as you know, picks for you know gutting your team like that, they have nothing to replace it. Nothing, no draft picks or anything. One first rounder, and they let their entire team go. That's not how you build a team. Mm-hmm. At least if you're gonna do that, have some have some draft picks that you're getting back. They have nothing right mm-hmm. now to look toward towards the future. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we'll do more on this on Monday because it's the Monday night game. Oh, hold, just- hold on. Well, guys. Yeah. Do you think they make that move to the to the second team quarterback though, um, Malik? Malik, um, I think we're about it's coming. It's three coming. weeks away. Yeah, three Two weeks. Away. Three okay. weeks. Yep. Yeah, somewhere it's around coming. there. Yeah, it's it's you know, and and Tannehill hasn't looked good, but I don't. Again, I don't think there's enough weapons there either. Yeah, so Malik um, Willis, I see him. I see him probably not this week, but I'll two weeks from now. Yeah, Barrett, it's coming. Maybe yeah. it's coming soon. That, Two that, three I, weeks. I would agree with that 100%. Uh, lastly, we'll just do real, real quick touch on this. The uh, Cowboys and the Giants. You know, the Cowboys, to their credit, good win last week. Cooper Rush doesn't look overwhelmed by any stretch, and they beat the Bengals. And then, and the Giants are somehow 2-0, you know, to their to Brian Dable's ever-loving credit. Uh, yeah. I, Derek, I think we – I know where you're at. You, you think of the Cowboys go in there and take this one. Barrett, what do you think? I think Cowboys going to take it. Cooper Rush is not as bad as what people thought they were, and they saw yep. this last weekend. He's a very capable quarterback that can run the offense. All he needs to do is hand the ball off and hit the open target. That's all he's been doing. Nothing special, nothing, you know, over the top. He's been a consistent quarterback. Now he's going against the def- – I think uh, Thibodeau comes back. This yeah, week. yeah, he's practicing. He's coming back, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so Thibodeau comes back. We can see some more heat on the quarterback, and they, they defensively, they, that's what they've been doing, playing d- tough defense and and trying to run the rock, man. Have Daniel Jones play a consistent game. I just don't think they have enough for Dallas at this point. Right? I yeah. Think the big storyline is what will M- Wink Martindale do to defend against Cooper Rush? Yeah, that's quite the hell out of he, He's a yeah. good coordinator. I mean, yeah. he, he is. He's that's interesting. Yeah, blitz, blitz the more blitz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, until proven otherwise. Right. You know, uh, you blitz yeah. all night long. <laughs> um, and uh, the Giants are one point favorite in that game. Yeah, so wow. Kind of are they really? 
Giants are, are minus one going. They're home, game. man. They're uh, home. Look, that I thing could that, that thing a... could move though. That could move. And the yeah. over the total's low. It's thirty nine. The the over under thirty. Why, why, why would you see? We're thinking about Dallas being Dallas. It's not Dallas. It's, it's the Dallas no. that's now, and it's not that old Dallas. See, that's what it is. I, I just think that. I mean, it's kind of disrespectful because you know, look at the Giants. The Giants are two and zero. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, Dallas see, has lost the game, and yeah. they have their second team quarterback in. Yeah, but see, I would I would give Dallas two point edge here just because of that guy named Michael Parsons going after Daniel Jones. Yeah, that bad fact. I'd make Dallas the favorite just because of that alone. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so let's come back. We'll do a little open talk on this date, birthdays. We'll give Eagles predictions on the game as well. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
the show. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, and Rob hanging with you. All right, so Sean Payton said he would return to coaching in the NFL for the right job. I think we know what that means. I think we know what that means. What is going on? What the heck is that? Uh, that's 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 Sandy talking. She can't talk right now. Oh, not... oh. Um, oh, he would return to coaching for the right gig. I think that means the Cowboys. I agree <laughs> with you hundred percent. AKA the Cowboys gig is what he would return for. Yeah, as soon as you fire Mike McCarthy, I'm moving in. Uh huh. I already got a place there. We can make this happen real quick, Gary. There you go. Jerry, can we, uh, um, Jerry, can we have lunch for one of these days? Talk <laughs> about this. Discuss numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just back up the Brinks truck, yeah. man. You know that that's coming. But hey, there could look. I'm, I'm trying to think other, you know, potentially high profile gigs that may come available. Uh, I mean, Washington, maybe if if they don't make the playoffs. Seattle, Seattle, definitely um, one of them. Uh, I, Seattle, I, 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 the Seattle's Colts. too much of a rebuilding project. Cardinals, you're right. Go. I don't think he'd want to go to a rebuilding team. I think Arizona, Dallas. Yeah. I don't think Seattle will be a fit for him. He's at a stage in his life. He's had some consistent success. Why would he have to go start out with a rookie quarterback, rebuilding an entire defense? I don't think he would go to Seattle. Yeah, I mean, he can call a shot certainly more than others can. So yeah. Why, why are we even entertaining anywhere else but Dallas? There's no need us even talking about anything but Dallas, right? Look, I, I yeah. agreed. I, I, no argument, man. I think it's, it, it's the most – Inevitable thing you'll ever see. I mean, he I mean, are you guys so consistency? Yeah, know? but you know what? Arizona is an intriguing spot for him to go to. It's a warm weather environment, a dome stadium. You have a quarterback, you got DeAndre Hopkins. He's you know, Sean Payton's a defensive guy, he can build that defense quick there. Yeah, with the free agency, what the cap's going to be next year. I think that's a possibility. A few pieces. Yeah, yeah I, I would buy that. I would definitely buy that. Yeah, for sure. But I'm at home in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jared. man. Jared, know. we know I like Jared. I was his offensive coordinator for a while. Oh, know? yeah. So man, he was Jared there under Parcells. Great. All right. Yep. So the um, Ravens signed Jason Pierre Paul to a one year, $5.5 million deal. Good move good. by Baltimore. Really good I, I, move. He's got gas in the tank, I think. Yep. Yep. This is a really good move for him. Well, the thing is, the base contract is only 1.15. And that's what I said in training camp. There's a whole lot of veterans sitting home just still want to be relevant. Right. Yep. So they'll take there would there's not much negotiation right now for veterans who are sitting out there who still want to get a paycheck, who are worried about their their, their careers being on the brink of being over. Right. You know, now. So that's a great move for the Ravens to get him. Mm-hmm. Very good move. Um the Celtics had a press conference today with the Ime Udoka situation. Uh, you know, with they were kind of sidestepping a lot of stuff. I, I'm not sure he comes back. I, I know they're calling it a one-year suspension, but I, I don't know. If, if the guy who's in there now does well, what we like to talk about yesterday, guys, there's got to be more to it. And I know the Celtics had hard hard and fast rules that you, you, you can't have these kind of inappropriate relationships and all that, but it just feels like it's a little bit deeper. You know, hey, As more and more stories come out, this dude's straight-up gangster. If these stories are true... Straight up gangster, man. Wait, what was good? Hey, man, this is gonna, I'm telling you, this is gonna be a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a month long inquiry, uh, that they they hired a, a private firm, uh, an independent law firm to uncover 
multiple violations of team policies. Jeez, oh, bro, he was on the sideline. He was on the sideline sitting with with two of them on the sideline, like open, open, you know, open out to everybody. Yeah. I still have one question. Wait, you got Nia Long. What else do you need? I mean, seriously. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why. Well, you're engaged in the alum. Well, maybe not anymore, but I don't know if that's still there. Yeah. Good luck getting the ring back. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I don't know, Derek. It's a it's a very good question. Sometimes power corrupts. That's all I can say. Woo. Right? Sometimes power corrupts, but who knows? It went straight I, I'm not going, I went down that road yesterday with the uh Maroon Five analogy, and I'm not going down the road again. Yeah, don't it's do good. it, man. That no, was don't great, man. That was spot, great, man. man. No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going there. Uh, all right, on this date, let me give you two on this date. You guys will love the first one. The other one's a little quirky. On this date, back in 2001, okay, 21 years ago, Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. Tom Brady takes over. I mean, that changed yeah. a lot. Changed yeah, yeah. a lot of things right there, didn't it? That's a great one, Rob. How about that? That's a great one. And, and the didn't, rest- they go, didn't they go to Super Bowl his rookie year when he took over? Believe so. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Did they win amazing? it his first year? Well, how about Bledsoe, too? Like, Bledsoe was still on the sideline for a while. Like, they didn't take him immediately to the hospital. Like, he almost died of internal bleeding. He, right. he had, like, yeah, a life-threatening yeah. injury. That was no joke. <laughs> hey, man, he's still on the sideline? Uh, yeah. He, I'll suck it up. I'll coach him. He's standing there for a little bit, and then I think somebody's like, Listen, man, I think when the game ended, they were like, you really should like we, we're, we're taking you to the hospital to get this checked out. We got it. We got to be sure. And Bledsoe was kind of like, eh. And then and thank God he did. Or Ooh, else it could have been. It. it was bad. That is uh, crazy, right? He had internal bleeding. All right. So the other one was 1989. All right. 33 years ago today. Millie Vanilli's girl, you know, it's true. Hit number one on the charts. <laughs> Derek's favorite talent. It's his favorite. Yes. Yeah, you know it's, it's true. true. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yep. You mean Millie lip sync vanilla? Millie. Hold on, but the, the worst part about it was the worst part about it was they kept kind of saying, "I don't know why they made us do this. Yeah. We can sing. We can sing for real." Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Anyway, yeah, uh, their very, careers were short lived. That's for well, sure. It's very sad that yeah, the one guy, yeah. man, one guy departed early. Ooh. Um. All right. So, uh, birthdays. Birthdays today. Bruce Birthdays. Springsteen. Uh, I knew you you're hyped about that. Bruce. Bruce. I like Bruce. Or I don't Bruce. love Bruce like some people. I like Bruce. Um, 73 is, years old. Is, still is doing it too. And looks looks like he's 53. I mean, he's he's still he still does like four hour concerts. I don't know how right, many. Right, right, right. He's touring again, by the way. Dancing um, in the dark. Why? Yeah. Why? Because he can make a lot of money off of it. That's wow. why. Yeah, you know why. He's Mr. Jersey, man. What are you Whenever you about, ask man? why, you know what it always comes back to. Green. Right, right, I, right. I know, I, know, I know Bruce Springsteen is a music icon in American culture. But I still can't get over the fact that does he really – is it his singing or does he scream? I can't figure it out. Would you consider that singing? He's um, got great lyrics. Born in USA is a classic – how would you describe when we think about the great singers of our of our music history in the United States? Beautiful voices, 
you know, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Whitney Houston, <laughs> and then Bruce Springsteen. And I'm thinking, you got that. You got you see, you you going down that that rabbit hole. I'm not touching that, bro. No, no he, I'm, I'm a Bruce Springsteen fan, but what? But but what is it about him? It's not. He fan. doesn't have. He to dance do in the dark. Yeah, it's not a traditional great voice. It's not. Yeah. He, he's a singer, songwriter, storyteller, and. He, he, he's a performer, so he puts on a, a, a long show for people. Like, nobody walks away. Well, I'm sure with the prices, who knows? But you don't feel like you got gypped out of your time. Like, he gives you all a lot of time. So I think that's – he connected with it with, with a fan base. And, you know, it's it, – look, I think people there are people that are devotees that will, like, you know, go through fire for him. I'm, I'm not that. I, I, I like him. Um, but another one, a, a, another goat here. Ray Charles, icon. Ray Charles, nineteen thirty man, yeah, man. icon. Now he had the voice. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he, he had the voice and the mind. skills and the skills. Yeah. Uh, I thought Jamie Fox killed it. In that I did. Too. Too. I agree. Yeah, he, did. I yeah, he, did. he does a great impersonation of Ray Charles too, man. He yeah. does. And He's a great impersonist. I yeah. almost, I almost forgotten how Ray Charles looked because of yes, him. yeah, you picture Jamie. First. <laughs> yeah. It's but true, you, man. You hear, you hear the I thought that was just story. me. I'm glad yeah, you guys. No. I'm glad. Yeah. But you that's a trick. Back- you know somebody's killing it when it's when that becomes the case. Like you, you hear the backstories of, of Ray Charles' life, though. Oh, yeah. what he went With through, the man. Drugs. Yeah. You know that man. I wrote this down. I'm like, is this true? Where was it here? Um, he had 12 kids with 10 different women. Get around. That's your answer, answer. You will not get me in trouble for this. You will not get me in trouble over this. Barry, that's the best answer you could come up with. My sister will never, she better not hear this, bro. He like to get around. (laughs) Really, Barry. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. It is Friday. It is definitely Friday. Um, yeah, you like, you like to slip in the darkness. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Ray Charles, so we got keep going. Oh this man, this, this ain't time. right. This ain't right, man. You see this Paul Fetter? What he what he wrote? Come on, man. This ain't right. <laughs> don't even put that up there. Don't All put right. it up. What is pointed it? it out? Ray yeah. couldn't. Ray couldn't. Uh, it's Ray. <laughs> don't say it, Rob. All right, we got, it. We, got it. we got it. We got it. All right, we got right, it. I'll keep moving. Right. Anthony Mackey is forty-two. Um, yep. John Coltrane was born in 1926 on this wow. day. Yep. Yeah, wow. a couple again. The, the musical theme here. Uh, Jose Iglesias yep. is 79 years old. Is Jose? Um, Jason Alexander, who played George in Seinfeld, yep. is 63 stand, years old. Uh, Mickey Rooney, the actor, was born this day in 1920. Uh, Jermaine Dupri is 50 yep. years old. I think wasn't he married to Janet Jackson? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yep. I can't remember. Or if they were together, there. I think. I don't know. Um, John Harbaugh. Yes. John wow. Harbaugh is 60 today. Wow. He looks good for his age. Yeah, he does. John does. 15 years in Baltimore. Wow. Yeah. God, that's crazy, right? Been there a long, long time. All right, let's hit a couple movies uh, quickly. Shawshank, 1994. Yep. You guys know You're all timer. Oh, yeah. You're all timer. Love it. Love it. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is a great one for people. Another who absolutely, absolutely. Yep. absolutely. Check it out. 1969. Oliver Twist. Derek, you 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 uh, brought that one to our yes, attention. Sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Last but not least, and I didn't realize this. Remember the Titans. Wow. Year 2000. 
That was that was today. Twenty two. Twenty two wow. years ago. Uh Denzel, of course, uh one of the uh, and one of my favorites. I mean, not, not just sports, yeah, just yeah. one of my favorite movies, period. If they uh, cross midfield, I'm pulling you out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, they talk about how blown up that movie was. Did you know, you know, the championship state championship game, that game wasn't as close as they killed them. Predicted. They blew yeah. them out in the state championship game. Yeah. Yep. Ryan McKinney. Oh, I don't know. It's his birthday. And then um, Chris Johnson also. Chris, Chris Johnson, Johnson, running back. Yep. Brandon yeah. Jennings. Yeah. yeah. 37 and, you know, years real old. Real quick, going back to Mickey Rooney. Did you, you got? He was married eight times, had nine kids with eight different women. Um, He's hanging out with Ray Charles too much. Yeah. All the all the money he made, uh, people close to him siphoned a lot of money, like stepson, stepdaughters, to the uh, point he had to get a restraining order to keep his stepkids away from him. When he he filed for bankruptcy twice in his life, and when he died, his his personal assets were like eighteen thousand dollars. Oh man, what? Yeah, but his yeah his kid his stepson he had, he had steps kids that he got that were close to him that were handling a lot of his finances. Uh, I can't come to find that, out. Man. They were using the money to 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 enhance their lavish lifestyles, and he didn't even know about it. That's you know, awful. That's until awful. It's too late. That's a shame. You know, man, man, but that is tough. That is tough. But, you, but think about some of the actors he acted with back in the forties and the fifties. Oh God, yeah, crazy. That was around forever. All right, Eagles predictions, Barrett. Eagles win 31-17. Derek. Eagles win 37 to 27. It'll be a blowout, and they, uh, Washington gets two meaningless touchdowns to make it 27. I think it's 31 23. I think the Eagles cover and win the game. Uh, and I yeah. think Wentz will throw at least two picks. That would be my prediction. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I want to thank Xander Krause. I want to thank everybody for hanging with us in the chat. Don't leave me, guys. Don't leave you, me. You, you, give me a hug. Give me a hug. You guys are the best. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I got babysitting duties. Don't leave me. Oh, look out. Look out. Get some diapers. Hope, don't they, leave uh, me. hope they're uh, don't leave me. moving their bowels for you, Derek. Oh, don't leave me, that. please. Don't make me uh, do it. want to thank everybody who listened, everybody who streamed. Listen, have a great weekend. And coming up, you get the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Everybody, we'll see you Monday at the same time. So enjoy your weekend, everybody. Stay safe. For Sports Take, I'm Rob, Derek, and Barrett. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. 
So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.